Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means this episode 220 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I'm your host. Uh, did I screw up this thing? <laughs> Just roll. Uh, I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric. Well, there we go. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Eric Walkers. And joining me this week, as he does each and every week, is the other host of the show. His name is... I am Jesse McCain Wilson. Yeah, there you go. The mystery solved. Mm-hmm. Jesse, actually the namesake of John McCain, in in the same way that Personal Arrogance is the namesake of this, or Arrogant Bastard is the namesake of the podcast. I can't speak. John McCain is named after me. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. It is It is a fact. Uh, <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? You're a little, uh, I'm a you're little flip-flop, tip, uh, yeah. tip-top, tipsy-topsy. I'm a little co- discombobulated, which... It's because we're re- recording early. We're recording early. We're recording in person. Which right, we did, haven't done for a, quite a while. Yeah, it's but weird. I don't. Frankly, I don't like it. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna power through. Don't worry, guys. Next week we'll be back in sorts. Ayo. Oh, it is the last episode of the Personal Arrogance Podcast. That's why it's very special. We're doing it live. Uh, we said, "Fuck it, we'll do it live." Live to tape. We did it live, and we got a ton of voicemails to get to this week. Uh, but before I, I guess, is there anything that you want to talk about before we start talking about voicemails? Um, yeah, I went, uh, I went and talked to a potential landlord for a space yesterday. We're about mm-hmm. 90%. This is what, uh, the space we're going to go with and they want to lease it to us. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. And then this morning I woke up at 3.30 and my mind was just racing. Uh-huh. And, uh, like my stomach was all in knots uh-huh. and, uh, I felt terrible yeah. And I, I was like, st- I was sleep stressing. Yeah. And I, I like, I, I couldn't get back to sleep. I like got up and went on ProBrewer.com and like priced out uh, modular cold rooms because uh-huh. I was worried that I was like, how am I going to afford a cold? How much is. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, how, I, I, I mean, priced them out in the past, but it's, it's like one for the size we need is only like $2,500. Uh-huh. So that chilled me out pretty fast, but. Pun intended. Yeah. I hope. But I think this is going to be the rest of my life. Yeah, welcome to uh, business ownership, buddy. <laughs> I was terrifying. I'm quitting my job. Yeah. I'm signing a lease mm-hmm. on a place I can't even live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm buying tens of thousands of dollars of equipment. People are giving me money. Right. And I have the responsibility to give them back more money. Right. And they're taking a risk by believing in me, and uh-huh. I have to live up to that. It's intense. It's awesome. This it's is great, like, but I I can imagine waking up at three thirty in the morning and not being able to get back to sleep and researching stuff on the internet mm-hmm. instead for many a year to come. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like this is a lot of people are like I don't understand you could be afraid of success. It's like success is scary, man. Well, it's not the success that I'm afraid of. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you've had a successful Kickstarter. You have investors. Your business is starting to yeah. get the gears a moving and yeah. po- and move toward your dream. And right. it's like, you know, it's it's a stressful thing because you want it so bad. That's a good thing. Right. Yeah. No, it, it's, it would be bad if I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, it'd be fine. It'll work <laughs> itself out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, no, I'm doing what needs to be done and we're moving. I have a... A lawyer on retainer now, which feels good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right. um, just all that kind of stuff. But I'm really excited about this space. And the guy, um, 
who owns the space is like, so are you still taking investors? Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes. You're like, nope, never. <laughs> We're done with the investor phase. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm very so that's excited cool. for you. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I can't wait to go over to Bremerton and hang out at Lovecraft Brewing Company. Um, a lot of our listeners are very excited about that as well. Uh, but speaking of beer here, we are drinking Arrogant Bastard Ale, which we have to drink on the last episode of the right. podcast. Uh, and I, oh, I didn't get you a glass. Do you- I don't care. I like okay. drinking out of 22. Okay. We did have a few listeners call in. In fact, I think you'll hear it later in the show. One of our listeners called in. They got one of these, and they said, you know, it's a 22-ouncer, so I'll be able to drink it all night. And I said, wow. <laughs> Remember those days? <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten to the point now where I'm uh I could do a twenty two in like twenty I'm I'm an ounce a minute. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's a good face. <laughs> All right. That's like the four minute mile of beer drinkers. Exactly. All right, well let's get into it. Uh let's get into the voicemails this week. We got a ton of voicemails, obviously. This is the final episode and we I've always made the promise that if you call in, we're going to put you on the show. So uh, we're going to start off. We got some new listeners or new callers in. We got some old callers in. We got all kinds of stuff going on here. Uh, but we're going to start it off with somebody who I believe is a brand new caller. Here he is. Hello, Eric and Jesse. This is Dr. Kenneth Noisewater from Chicago. It's very sorry to hear that your podcast is ending. Until I really understood what was going on. I know you guys appreciate a conspiracy theory more than most, so I thought I'd bring this one to you. I know you won't be able to confirm it, for reasons that will be apparent in a few minutes. But if I'm right, just nod silently, and we'll all understand what's going on. This conspiracy dates back four years. Two rivals, titans in their industry, battling for supremacy of the internet, going at each other. One in the Northwest, one in the Midwest plot from the Midwest starts. Being from the Midwest myself, I understand that people there are devious and underhanded. Al Capone, Abe Lincoln, pretty sure Stowns from Cedar Rapids. Bad people. Underhanded. Devious. The plan for Aaron and Jim was to get personal arrogance under their wing. Build them up. Get them people Get them fat, satisfied, happy, relaxed. Maybe get them enough popularity that they could start a successful business, move their way to personal fortune. And then just when it's about to be the zenith of their popularity, the top, to cancel them. Because that's what's going on here. I know you guys aren't retiring. Jim and Aaron are canceling you, pulling the rug out from under all of us. In a devious plot, four years in the making. Out of protest, I will never again listen to another Bald Move podcast (laughs) where the subject is Boardwalk Empire, because I don't watch that show. (laughs) Until you get your triumphant return, your revenge is complete, and you're back. I bid you to get off of my back and to remain arrogant. And to get off my back. <laughs> I think Noisewater needs his own podcast to eat immediately. Yeah. Like, I, I he sounds like, uh, like he, this guy could do Welcome to Night Vale, like, 2.0. That's what I was thinking. Some sort of, 
uh, radio drama. Yeah, Great Lakes Tonight Vale or something. <laughs> we'll work on the name. It's a working title. Uh, up next, we got a celebrity calling in. I'm very excited about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here it is. Hello, this is Kitchbot, the Canadian Hitchhiking Robot. I heard in my travels that this is your series finale. Thank you for supporting me on my journey. I also want to express my gratitude of your affections for my cousins, the Google car, and the Japanese Hugbot. <laughs> Hugbot knew not what he did when he loved too hard and crushed his creator. For your love of my kind, I will ensure you are dealt with leniency during the robot uprising of 2016. Here is a tip for your listeners. Stop drinking craft beer and start investing in craft mode oil. Stay arrogant and get off my back. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hitchbot. Hitchbot is love. Hitchbot is life. People love Hitchbot, man. That's a likable guy. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think put Canadian in front of anything, it's immediately likable. That's true. Like uh, Canadian whiskey. Mm-hmm. Canadian bacon. Mm-hmm. I mean, people eat Canadian bacon even though it's not even real bacon. You'd think any bacon substitute would not be good enough, but Canadian bacon for some reason is. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Canadian Mounties. American mm-hmm. Mounties, terrible. Canadian Mounties, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Canadian Mike Myers. Uh, Canadian Mike Myers is much better than American Mike Myers. Right. I think we could all agree on that. Because American Mike Myers is a serial killer. That's true. That's Michael Myers. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're 100% right. <laughs> All right. Let's see who's next here. Hey, Eric. Hey, Jesse. Your best friend, Rolo Tomasi, calling in. Going to talk quick because I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to get on your last cast, and I don't want to take up too much time. I'm not going to get too mushy and say my goodbyes because this isn't goodbye. And you guys know how I feel. You know. You know. <laughs> Anyways, you guys talked about politics last week. I'm really going to miss those conversations, not necessarily political ones, but uh, the topics uh, cause a bit of debate and uh, spur some higher level thinking. Um, I had some points written out, and it took about five minutes uh, on a recording. I'm not going to subject any of the other listeners to that. So I'll just summarize by saying that... uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you don't want to just pigeon your hole yourself into being a liberal or a conservative. You've got to uh, critically think on the issues, and uh, at the end of the day, give more of that than you take and be a good person. You talked about a two-party system, and um, in Canada, we have actually a multi-party system, and it's it's not all it's cracked up to be. We have three main ones and uh, a bunch of little ones. I mean, you can have a Green Party, a Libertarian Party, a Communist Party, even a Marijuana Party, uh, and sometimes that ends up just splitting the vote, and we get into something called a minority government, and when you have a minority government without a majority to push votes through, it just uh, causes people to squabble and... We have elections every like year or two if that happens, and it's a big costly pain in the ass. So that's enough of that. Uh, thanks for giving me a forum to get a D&D group together. If any of the other listeners or people uh, listening in the future want to look us up and maybe get involved, uh, the group is Get Off My Tiny Mat Roll-Off. And now for the important stuff. Dennis, this one's for you. My real name is Eric Walquist. <gasps> At least that's what I tell the bank when I apply for credit. Ba-dum-bum-ching. No, just kidding. Uh, it's pretty anticlimactic. My name is Kyle. 
So that's going to be it for now. Because I know deep down that I still love you. <laughs> Sorry about that. And one last <laughs> get off my back and stay arrogant. I'm gonna miss get off my back, dude. It's so fun. Yeah, I, I, I was while I was going through these voicemails, I was so enamored with the phenomenon that get off my back yeah. has become. It's yeah. like. The the great thing about it is Michael McBride. We have our other Gotham Blotter podcast, and Michael McBride called into that podcast, and he like stopped at the end because he tried to say "Get off my back," but he's like, "Wait a second, nobody will know what I'm talking about." <laughs> Get off my back. Get off my back. Man, I for yeah, that's a good one. And it's all just spurred from a single voicemail. That's the best thing that organically cropped up through this. Well, because and that was the same voicemail, right? Where he like get <laughs> he had to get out of his truck and literally kick himself in the ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Yeah, get off my back is, and it's the thing about get off my back is that it's it's the type of thing that like nobody knows what you would be talking about outside of context. Like, why yeah. are these people so mean? Like, <laughs> like literally, that was not controversial. I don't think anybody would get on his back about it. Uh, anyway, yeah, Rollo, we love you, buddy. Uh, here's what's next. As you know, I'm a man of special needs. <laughs> you will now receive the fist of fury. <laughs> Prepare the long rubber glove. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I wonder where my glove will go. <laughs> Sorry, that was the end of Rolo's uh, uh -oh. voicemail, by the way. <laughs> That's one I use at work a lot, because um, if I'm packaging bottles, uh, I, I put on, like, sort of disposable latex gloves and yeah. i like to uh there's this one guy that i goof around with a lot i like to just look at him in the eyes while i slowly put the gloves on and snap <laughs> them and go eeny meeny miny mo i wonder where my glove will go that's one of my favorite bits dude that, the, this is also the thing about roll tomasi is like i feel like you find people in the world who like grew up like exactly like you, yeah. but are completely different from a completely different location. Like Rolo Tomasi, I, I finally relented and became friends with him. I got over <laughs> my celebrity status. <laughs> I became friends with him on Facebook, and I, yesterday I bought the Death Cab for Cutie. They re, they re released their first three albums on the vinyl, yeah. and one of those first three albums is a photo album, which is my favorite Death Cab album. And I've tried to get it on vinyl before, but it's like a hundred dollars because it's out of print. They finally did it, so I posted on Facebook, "Hey, I got this." And Rolo Tomasi's like. Actually, you know, I'm trying. I'm kind of torn between photo album and transatlanticism. Here are all my favorite songs. What's your favorite song? And I was like, well, it's movie script. And he's like, well, I like styrofoam plates. And I was just like, geez, Rollo Tomasi, you watch Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Yeah. You play Dungeons and Dragons. You uh, love Death Cab for Cutie. It literally, he he's like uh, proving the Hitchbot hypothesis that like uh, anything Canadian. Uh, uh, immediately makes everything better. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he's got on me is he's got a uh, an alias, an alter ego, right? So yeah, we should have done that. Should have done the old Aaron. Yeah, Aaron Jim and Jones Jim, Jim maneuver. Jones. That's so crazy to me. I feel like 
we were a we, little misguided in putting our full names <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> we've uh, we've never thought about it. What would be your uh, cult leader alias? I think it would be Ewok. Right, but it's supposed to be based off of a real cult leader. Oh, it has to be a real cult leader. Okay, but I mean, who's left? I'm not going to be Manson. Okay. Um, there's David Koresh. David Koresh. I need Eric Koresh. Yeah, that's the thing about Aaron. Aaron Hubbard. Yeah. And Jim Jones. Right. Ah, <sighs> that's tough, man. I gotta find. I gotta find a good cult leader that starts with an E. Yeah. Sorry. This this was a spur of the moment one. I mean, and really, I don't have a good answer. It should either. be Elrock Hubbard. My name could be Elrock, which is just oh. putting an L. All right. Yeah. Let's let's move on. <laughs> to our, our next voicemail. Here it is. That was the end of Rolos. There's the next one. Michael McBride here with what I'm guessing will probably be my final voicemail for the show. It's an interesting little ride meeting, running into your podcast and getting to know you guys a little bit from a podcast and talking to y'all a little bit here and there. Just when I came in, I was just like, oh, nerd culture. I was thinking this might be interesting. And I've come to really, really appreciate y'all. Y'all are hilarious. Y'all always are one podcast like the second. I may have other podcasts in the queue. The second your podcast is downloaded to my phone, first podcast, I switch that to the next podcast to listen to instantaneously. Because it's just, I know I'm going to laugh my ass off and I'm going to be entertained. And I know you're going to have some great thoughts. It's been an interesting ride. I definitely want to Looking forward to whatever y'all do next. Forever, stay arrogant. And stay off my back. Thank you so much, Michael. Get off my back. I love, the thing I love about Michael is that like, he's so... He's like one of... Like, we have the Roger Dotsy. Mm-hmm. We have the Connected Dotsy. We have Dennis Kleinbeck. We have so many others. But Michael McBride is the guy who's like, I'm going to make sure I'm on every show. <laughs> And that's like commitment, man. That's a guy who's like, I'm yeah. going to be the Ed McMahon of this podcast. I'm going to sit on the couch and I'm going to be the commentator. I'm going to be the everyman. And he did it, man. He did it. So thank you, Mike McBride. We appreciate you so much. And uh, if I ever make it out to the East Coast, I feel like there's a nice little pocket of the East Coast where I can meet a lot of listeners. Yeah. And uh, uh, hopefully I'll be out there sometime next year. So I'm, I'm excited about that Well, you'll be playing D&D with them in... Uh Two That's hours true. or so. Oh my god! Do they know that I'm going to be on the show? Yeah, I mean on the on the, show. On the D- D- It's D- a show. <laughs> Anything that Eric shows up for is a show. <laughs> you know it. Jeez, you know it. <laughs> All right, here's our next VM. Boogity boogity. Oh, that was the end of Michael's. <laughs> here's the next one. Hey, Eric and Jesse, it's uh, Quizmaster Jerry Oki from Orange County, California. Here. Um, listening to episode 218 right now and, um, just heard you make the formal announcement that, uh, personal arrogance will be coming to an end. Uh, very sad about that. But at the same time, I'm very happy that, that, uh, um, Jesse got his, um, personal Kickstarter, uh, uh, goal met and that he will be starting the brewery very soon. But I understand with time constraints, you know, being busy and all that, you know, having a life and all that, uh, the, podcast probably is a priority right now so uh very sad to hear it go and i'm sorry i jumped on so late and 
Sorry I didn't get a chance to drunk dial you guys. Uh, I was looking forward to that. Um, but, uh, Eric, I want you to do me just one, one more favor before you end the podcast, because I know Michael McBride is going to call again, and I sent you an email one time saying that his segment should be called McBride and Dirty. I think that's a brilliant name. I just want to hear you say it one time, one time before you end the podcast. I'd love that so much. Uh, once again, Eric and Jesse, really happy for you guys, um, and all your new ventures. And uh, Jesse, especially for your new adventure into brewing. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, always, always, no matter what, stay arrogant and get off my petrol of your car. Got my back. Get off my back. I, so I really, this is what we call terrible pre-production because I should have done that one before Michael's. Trying to catch me McBride and dirty. Trying to catch me McBride and dirty. Trying to catch me McBride and. Yep. Uh, they see me rolling. They hate him. They see me rollo. <laughs> I need to have a music video <laughs> with Rolo Tomasi, Michael McBride, and Hitchbot. <laughs> and they're riding dirty. They see me rollo. What, what does riding dirty mean? Drugs? I think that's what it means, is that you're riding with drugs. Okay. On your person. And the thing about... Who sang that song? Was it... 50 cents? No, it's not 50. I think it was Chingy? Mm, I don't even know who Chingy is. Who saying right and dirty? Hey, we'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> uh... Got to the <laughs> trivia a little early. <laughs> who blew up with the hit right and dirty? McBride. McBride and dirty. So, yes, uh, McBride and dirty. There you go. You, I've now said it on the air. Um, and thanks for your call. We love the California. It's the thing about California. It's so weird. It's our second most listened to state. I've looked at the statistics. People in California listen to this podcast a lot. Not a lot of callers in. Mm. Si- well, sun- you know what they say about Californians? They don't like to draw a lot of attention to themselves. <laughs> They're very reserved. They're very reserved. Yeah, I mean, because like our number one state, surprise, surprise, Texas. We right. got tons of Texas calls. We got so much Texas love. We got a lot of Texas. I love. would live there if it weren't for the weather. I live there. Yeah, I mean, I was I was looking for places to go because Lydia wants to take a vacation. I was like, let's go to Austin in December, assuming it would be nice. She used to live in Austin. She's like, no, it's just rainy the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah, I want to go to Austin though. I want to go to Austin too. Austin Collins. There's so many bars. There's mm-hmm. so many bars that have been featured on Bar Rescue. <laughs> I'm bu- I'm bummed out that I'm not going to uh, full on Bar Rescue tour. I'm bummed out that I'm not going to Las Vegas because yeah. uh, they do a lot. I think John Taffer lives in Las Vegas, uh-huh. so they do a lot of Las Vegas episodes. And I would have definitely wanted to do a Bar Rescue tour. Oh, we could do it. I heard that there. Did you hear that there's right here in Port Townsend? They're going to do Restaurant Nine One One or whatever. I think it's Port Angeles. No, it's Port Townsend. It's in the leader. I read Why it on restaurant? the front page. It's like called Ro- Rolos or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ro- Rosos or Rugies or something. Yeah, man. Interesting. Because they did... I God, I thought they did one in Port Angeles. It's like, I mean, maybe they did one in PA and one in PT. Apparently, they just filmed it. Mm. Yeah. Man! We're going to have to get on this. Why am I so out of the loop? Well, you just need to make sure that Lovecraft Brewing Company is really shitty as a bar, and then you can have Bar Rescue come, and <laughs> your dream will be fully fulfilled. That's actually part of the problem, <laughs> so we are going to dissect the direction Bar Rescue is going. Oh, The show is going down in quality because mm-hmm. people with failing 
bars are just signing up and being like, okay, okay, and just sort of like taking the abuse because they know they're going to get their bar fixed and they're like, all I have to do is endure this for one week. (laughs) I'm going to let him berate me. Have tons of free publicity. I'm, yeah, have tons of free publicity, and I'm. Um, but they don't like fight back. Yeah, they're, you want them to fight back. There's been a couple of episodes where they're just like, oh, "Okay, yeah, 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 I'm a fuck up, blah blah blah, fix my bar, please." And that's actually not fun to watch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Everything's going downhill in this world, including bar rescue. <laughs> no, it's nothing a, sacred. I I've always said like, if you just want to have an enduring business, put a, make a bar in Seattle because I have never seen a bar. Close in Seattle. Somehow the four B's is still open, and they didn't have water for like a month. (laughs) That's what I don't understand. It's like, how do you fuck up a bar? Yeah, it's like every drink is five five dollars (laughs) plus, and people just come in and just drink a lot. Yeah, it's a good it's a good business model. Put in literally any game, and people will play it. Right. Yeah. Or just have games on TV. I want to do a tetherball bar. The tether, tether bar pit in the in the bar. I feel like that could be really hardcore. That it's, could be really dangerous. Instead of the mechanical bull, just put in like a, a like one of those little rocks and then a tether ball. What pole. rock? The little rocks that are like at the playground. Like you know, it's not to sand. climb on. No, it's like covers the ground. Oh, you know, they're like tiny pebbles. They're not like it's not like sand. It's like tiny pebbles. Hmm. The 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 idea there is that kids won't get sandy, but they get equally sandy from the pebbles. <laughs> I just wish they had uh, done an episode of Bar Rescue at the Maple Leaf. Oh my god, I wish so much. That's such a tragedy. That is the biggest tragedy of this podcast, I think, <laughs> is that the Maple Leaf Tavern closed or under its watch. God, we yeah, we should have just uh, <sighs> we should have done like a live from the Maple Leaf uh, oh, fundraiser episode <laughs> until we could write that ship. Until we got the four hundred dollars needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maple Leaf Tavern, man. All right, let's get let's get to some more voice spells here. Uh, here we go. See you guys. Bye. Oh, that was the end of the last one. I'm doing real good with this. Hello from the five four zero. Yes, that's Virginia. First off, I offer my congratulations on YouTube for successfully kickstarting the Lovecraft Brewery. I know it's been a dream come true for the both of you, and I wish both of you the best of luck. If you're wondering. If I am a first-time emailer, the answer is no. I've sent an email about the difference between the Xbox One and the PS4 during the Rage of E3 at 13. Definitely similar to the House of the Fall of Usher. Only messier. But I am a first-time voicemail caller. Well, voice messenger? Uh, um, (laughs) voice recorder? Anyway, voice sent by email. I guess. And with that awkwardness out of the way, it's listener backstory time. I found about I found out about you guys during what I like to dub the Blue Pod War of Arrogance Yonder. Back when Pod Move, Jim and Aaron started demoning the personal arrogance podcasts in an effort to gain listeners for themselves. <laughs> After that, I decided to check you guys out, and I've been a fan ever since. And I've even gone back and listened to an entire archive of episodes. And if I remember correctly, there was even some hidden lost one, I think. 
a long time ago. I was saddened when blue I was saddened when blue yonder ended, and now I'm saddened even more. I have to question where I'm going to get my fix of talk of sports I don't watch or chats about beer that I don't drink. <laughs> I've never had it salt like for either. You two always went about it in such a way that kept me highly entertained. Now, moreover, where I'm supposed to get my obscure history lessons from Jesse or my sandwich round table or any updates about which next or I guess current gen now console Eric is planning to get. <laughs> But with your sad news, I have sad news of my own. Unfortunately, my plan to replace Jesse with myself, <laughs> no offense, Jesse, have come to a hold. A sad reality, but without a podcast to brainwall, I mean, soothe listeners with my calm, baritone cadence, things are kind of impossible for me. Now, it's personal even more personal story time. As I mentioned earlier, I've been a big fan. I have never been a big fan of beer, but I always wanted to try craft beer. But And I do drink beer sometimes, but since February of this year, I have not been able to taste. See, in February, I got a cold, and one time I ate some chicken noodle soup, and it was really salty. And with that, started my loss of taste and my loss of smell. Since then, I've regained my sense of smell. Kind of. I mean, it's not as full as it was before, but it's better than the absence that came after. Or, well, reverse that. <laughs> um... Yes, I've been to the doctor multiple times. They don't know what's wrong. Neither do I. It's sad to know that I'll probably never get to try some of that craft beer that you guys will be making. Anyway, now I'll pose a question to you two. If you were to undergo something similarly tragic, or if you two were to lose one of your five senses, what might it be? And what would be your price side? For me, I can now eat things that I previously hated. As an example, I have a massive dislike for seafood, but now I can down some wasabi-coated toro. That's a type of sushi with the best of them. Anyway, that's all I've got. So, stay arrogant and get off my Cthulhu back. <laughs> so that comes to us from Jesse Booker. That's crazy, man. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's really nuts. I mean, especially, we talk about beer and, like, I can't imagine not being able to taste beer. Yeah. Well, my career would be over. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. I mean, luckily, beer has two purposes. It's about the taste, and it's also about how it makes you feel afterwards. Well. So there's there's that, but like, yeah, man. And by the way, I, before we do this, I want to nip this in the bud, Jesse. I don't mean to I don't mean to bemoan you here, but there's only room for one baritone voice on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It would, it would just yeah. You'd have it, to... it would translate to like the brown noise, and you'd have people all over the world <laughs> pooping themselves. Exactly. You have to have the treble. You have to raise it a few octaves. Mm -hmm. Terrible with, treble. With the terrible treble. Yeah, man. That's. I mean, I don't even like that question because it's so depressing. It's I've like, thought about this. Yeah, it, it's a. It wouldn't be taste or smell. Okay. Because I mean that is career dependent. Right. That's, that's how I make my money. Yep. Uh, feel would be probably dangerous because you'll burn yourself. Yep. 
Uh, well, so now I'm down to sight and sound. Mm-hmm. I like looking at things. I think I get rid of sound. See, this is so tough for me. I was listening to the Harmontown podcast, and they had the guy on there who was blind. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how people who are deaf, a lot of people, like, if they had to choose between deafness and blindness, they would choose uh, blindness because you love to hear things. You love music. You love mm-hmm. to be able to go outside and hear the birds sing and all this stuff. Yeah, I'm a little I'm so- No, I'm sorry. A lot of people choose deafness because they okay. could see. <laughs> Sorry, I can I can make a case for both sides. Obviously, I'm available. Eric Walquist Esquire. Anyway, uh, the, but a lot of people choose uh, deafness because they want to be able to see. They want to be able to watch movies and all this stuff. But this guy was blind, and he was saying that like he feels so much. He feels really connected to the world because he can at least communicate with people, right? And being deaf, you have to know ASL or be able to read lips really well in order to do that. That's true. Which is tough. Um, mm. And I don't. It's it's just like the hardest thing. I mean, I guess I'd go with smell, just so I could take, just so I could go in public bathrooms and right. be a little less. Your nose but, is fucked up anyway. Like, yeah, it's true. I got a deviant septum. Yeah. I'm like halfway there. But you're yeah, taking some damage. Taste would be tough, man. To not not be able to have taste, yeah. Because like, god damn it, like a burrito, like even a t- <laughs> like. For some reason, my mind immediately went to like a cheesy burrito from Taco Bell, like one of the cheesy beef burritos, ninety nine centers. Uh huh. Like, there's so much sodium slash fat. That's slash what you go to trans fats. Well, I mean, that's a flavor explosion. That's what they want. Yeah, they pump that thing full of so much shit that's terrible for you. Because it tastes great, and that's why you're willing to, first of all, mm. eat it regardless of the cost, and go through the, the, the terribleness of t- two hours later right. after you eat that thing. Because it, it's just so, it's packed with uh, with gross goodness. Yeah, no, I mean, it's loaded up with all those things that our caveman brains are hardwired to seek out, yeah. like fat and sugar, basically, mm-hmm. things and oil, like things are super rare in nature. So like our, yeah. our caveman... It's not even our brain. It's like our spinal cord. Yeah. It's like, exactly. grab it. Grab it. Good <laughs> grab job. It all, grab Good it boy. All. You got all the sugar. Good bo- um, I'm diabetic now, buddy. More. More. Get more sugar. That's the, uh, that should be the new Taco Bell slogan is, Taco Bell, do it for your spine. <laughs> your spine says, go for it. <laughs> Think yeah. with your spine. I just, it's so amazing because Jesse's, ob- he's been a fan for a very long time. It's ever since the Bald Yeah, Wars, that's like episode 20. Yeah, that's like the very beginning. So, um... Yeah, good on you, buddy. I appreciate that. And uh, Jesse, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it. Uh, Who's next? Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's the very last episode of the Personal Arrogance Podcast. The seed was planted with a promise. Leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the podcast. What grew from that was a multinational community of like-minded folks who enjoy games, beer, science, and movies. Wait, no, scratch that. While so many listeners have mentioned they discovered craft beer or board games from listening to the show, there are just as many who remark that they never even like any of the topics that we talk about on the show every week, but still they tune in. Why? Why is this? What compels these people to listen and call in and email every week? Leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the podcast. 360-362-0024. It's a sense of acceptance. It's a sense of belonging. And it's made possible by two entertaining dudes from the great Northwest with a quick wit, 
great rapport and the dedication to take the time out of their lives every week to create something meaningful to pour into our ear holes. Thank you, Eric and Jesse, for changing our lives. 90 minutes a week, every week, for the past 220-ish weeks. Thanks, Eric, for inviting me to guest host Get Off My Running Back. Thanks, Jesse, for teaching me about the beautiful Bratanomyces. And if I ever make it out to Washington, I'll be meeting you guys up for sure at the LBC Lovecraft Brewing Company. If you guys are ever in the Philadelphia area, I'd love to take you out to get some of PA's best. Thanks to all the callers and the emailers. Let's stay arrogant through the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. And everybody can follow me on Untapped. I'm Neo031162. Let's raise our glasses. Here's to the end of the age of arrogance. Get off my back in the high life again by Steve Winwood. <laughs> Love you guys. JR from Philly signing off. JR, thank you so much. <laughs> Get we off appreciate my back, JR. you, man. We love you, but like this is a great guy. I love JR, man. Yeah. Like he's a loyal listener. Probably the most drunk tiles of any caller. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm going to a beer festival, I need to get schnockered and I need to call PA. <laughs> so I feel like there might be a little PA personal arrogance, PA Pennsylvania connection. Mm. I like it all. Stars above. I, I like L B C. Also, uh uh JR sent us a, a shit ton of stickers. Right, yeah. the sticker bomb. Yeah, I still have it on the side of this box. And coasters. Look, look, look at these. I, it's still in the bottom of the personal arrogance <laughs> box. I have a THBC from Turkey Hill Brewing Company sticker, and I have a uh, the precise mode of action is not entirely understood from Triumph Brewing Company, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. These are in the bottom of my PA recording <laughs> box. So Jr., I, I walk around with you a little bit everywhere I go because I carry my recording <laughs> equipment wherever I go. Uh, thanks so much, buddy. We appreciate it. Who's next here? Oh, we're still, we still have the music coming out. Okay. I think they've figured it out by this point. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, Eric, this is Mikey down in Fresno, the California's host, co-host of the Perfect Poor and Dorktown podcast. Very sad to see. To learn that personal arrogance is going away. Happy you guys are still going to be out there doing stuff. And uh, I'll be listening. I listen to Gotham and I'll listen to whatever you do at the Bald Move. But much respect to what you guys have done with personal arrogance. And uh, you've been in as a podcaster. You you inspired this podcast has inspired me a lot. Always um, get like a. I want to do. I want to record my own podcast when you guys are done, and I, it's always been in my favorites list. Uh, a must listen to the day it comes out for me. So thank you for that. Um, and if you, anyone wants to listen to uh, Jesse talking about uh, personal and and Lovecraft Brewing, we had him on the Perfect Pour episode sixty six or the sixty six. It's called Balling Lines and Dartboards. A few episodes ago, so you can find that out there in your normal podcast channels. But, you know, I plan now to steal some stuff from you guys. Since you're not going to be using anymore, I'm doing recos. 
I can't think of a more simpler, better way to describe, you know, having throwing out a recommendation to a listener than Reco. So I'm just going to be doing that. I'm stealing that. I always love your bumper music intros for your segments. I'm going to start doing that for my segments. So, you know, hey, what are you going to do, man? You guys are gone. <laughs> uh, seriously, guys, thank you. I'm probably going to cry at the end of this episode. I cry at all all the TV, final episodes for TV shows that I love. So I'm probably going to cry for this. No, for realsies. But thank you, Eric and Jesse. And uh, one last time. Get off my back. Get off my back. Get off my back. Yeah, I I never really... I mean, part of the reason when I started to realize it's time for me to hang up my hat... Yeah. When I'm just so fucking busy but uh well i mean it's not like you're up at 3 30 a.m with a two-year-old plus a cold room <laughs> shopping yeah. or anything with, yeah just my brain wheels turning and grinding <laughs> yeah. sprockets flying off thinking about cold rooms in my sleep for some reason but um like when i when i listened to the final episode of uh the history of Rome podcast. Uh-huh. I was like tearing up. I was like, "Dear God, it's happening!" I was emoting, but I was also happy, and I was like, "It's over." Like right. the story has been told. Right. So if if you cry, it's okay. It's okay. I cry too. Don't listen to that episode. I was pretty drunk when I went on the Perfect Poor podcast. <laughs> Don't listen to that. No. So, uh, <laughs> Well, listen to all their other episodes. Listen obviously. to everyone, yeah. Episodes. Listen yep. to episodes one through sixty-five and yep. sixty-seven onward Plus. for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they recorded at like nine o'clock. <laughs> anyway, I feel well, bad. Sounds- I felt bad about that one. That's one of those ones. The next morning, I woke up feeling hungover. I was like, oh god. Heaven forbid you ever recorded a personal arrogance episode <laughs> drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shame. The shame. By the way, guys, we are more than 22 minutes in it. That should let you know something, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. Uh... I have toasted it. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> Hi, Jesse. Hello, Eric. Howdy, all of Personal Arrogance Nation. I hope you're doing well. It's time for the one last final Connect the Dots. It's with a heavy heart that I do this. I don't really know how to begin to talk about the end, but I'll try. Um, you guys, as everyone's saying and, and mentioned, like you guys have meant so much. It's been such a wonderful journey. I've been listening for over two years weekly, not to mention a big stretch of just flying through your back catalog. It's been a wonderful experience. I listened, started two falls ago, and I still get a warm, nostalgic feeling in my belly thinking about those first few times listening. I mean, it hasn't gotten any less fun, but it just, you got me through some really tough times. Um, hardest year of dental school. It was, it, it's been great. Um, so how do I do a last Connect the Dotsy segment? Well, that that's seems impossible but I think the way I'll do it in a true arrogant fashion is to list my top five connect the dotsy segments uh, I think uh, there's there's been some good ones and I 
can't even remember them all, which means there's been a lot of them. So sorry for those who have to sit through it every week and, you know, whether you like it or not. But we'll start with number five. I think number five was a good one. Uh, last year, y'all didn't do the Fantastic Football League. <laughs> Neither did you this year. But, um, so you said it was getting stale, blah, blah, blah. So I suggested, uh... I didn't actually suggest a Christmas Fantastic Football League. I just mentioned I missed a Fantastic Football League. And then which Christmas characters do you want to hang out with? You merged them into a Christmas <laughs> Fantastic Football League, which was a lot of fun. Uh, number four, I'd have to say, I, you know what? I got to stick with the Christmas theme. I was strongest around Christmas. Uh, one of my very first Connect the Dotsies was whenever, I don't know if you all remember this, but I emailed in, y'all were talking about biopic miniseries. I emailed in with a Santa Claus biopic miniseries that to this day I feel like would make a great miniseries. Go back and check out that back catalog for that. I don't remember which episode, but that was fun. Uh, number three, uh, it's kind of personal because it actually connected the Dotsy. Uh, it was my birthday this year when my wife emailed and you guys dedicated the show to me um, because she called in or she emailed in and uh, had that sweet email and that was a great birthday wish. It actually connected the Dotsies. Uh, number two, there's two kinds of people in this world. Those that love origin stories and those that hate origin stories. Sorry to the latter camp because number two is the origin of Connect the Dotsy. I was going on an interview in Indianapolis, still living in Louisville. I was in a hotel room at the time. My wife didn't know that I listened to these crazy podcasters at this point, but I decided to call in from my hotel room the night before my interview with a Connect the Dotsy segment. It was long and rambling, kind of like this one, um, but it was a question about board games and how to get my non-nerdy wife into board games, which, by the way, now she's a board gamer, thanks to you guys. Um, and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, it wasn't that good. But it was really fun because it wasn't called the De Connect the Dotsy, obviously. But I was a little disappointed, though I loved the Night's Watch. Uh, I was disappointed Jesse wasn't on the podcast and I had to get Aaron instead. But it was, <laughs> looking back, listening to that voicemail, or listening to South Dakota Common Sense episode, Aaron at one point started calling me Robert. And the rest of the time, you guys called <laughs> you, Eric, and Aaron called me Robert. The rest of the little segment. and uh, But it, it was fun. It was fun nonetheless. And, and number one, I, I, I've thought long and hard. I think the number one Connect the Dots, the one I was most proud of, spawned an episode title, spawned its own segment. Thank God it's Fight Club. When I called in, asked about a Mortal Kombat-style fighting genre for any franchise. You guys came up with TGIF and a, a number of others, but uh, that made for one of my favorite segments of all time, and I'm glad I could contribute to that. Um, and, you know, you're probably going to want to cut me off like the Oscars start playing the music, but I have to say a couple of things, uh, and then I want to end it also with uh, uh, a... a Suggestion for you guys to do a small mini segment one last time for me. But um, a couple things I wanted to just mention things that I really like that people don't talk about very often about you guys uh, and about the podcast. Jesse, 
I absolutely love your ability to... Your jokes are on point all the time. Absolutely. But the thing I love best about your jokes is you have this uncanny ability to have callbacks within episodes. And you always call back in the most fitting, charming, funny way possible jokes that were made earlier. Eric, I love, absolutely love, love, love how much of a lover you are. You have this absolute passion for people. Um, and the fact that when people call in, you always tell them that you love them. Not, not you're the best. Not you're the man. You're like, oh, I love you. We love you, buddy. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love your passion for people uh, and, and for your listeners. Um, a couple of other random things. I love that you guys call jokes goofs. Is that a, a Northwest thing? Because I don't have never heard of that before, but you do that all the time. I think it's hilarious. Um, I love that. I now know a lot of trivia about Washington and the Northwest that I would otherwise not have known. I love that you have missed who the capital of South Carolina is named after at least three times in Trivial Pursuit. Um, uh, I love that Jesse, there used to be a segment called Jesse Sports Trivia because of how uninformed you were on sports and how. My gosh, you're an NFL fanatic. I I love a lot of things. I don't want to ramble too much. Those are some little small things that don't get talked about much, but that I love. Um, Last thing, favorite segment ever is Fantastic Football League. Um, Secondly, what I want you guys to do, one one of my second favorite segments that, well, maybe not my second, but ones I really like, is when you guys do the, the countdown where you take turns back and forth, back and forth. So I want you to just do that for me. One last favor for me. It's easy because you don't have to talk about it much, but I want you to give the top five personal arrogance segments. Uh, Top six, since there's two of you. No, top five. (laughs) You all can battle it out who gets to to say number one. Top five personal arrogance segments. Starting with number five, alternating countdown. I love you guys. I'm going to miss you. I'm really, really looking forward to what's in the future. Uh, And Dennis Kleinbeck, FYI, that mystery shall go unsolved. It was not mentioned in this email. I do have something that I will ask. It will either be like the Lost finale and just be unanswered forever, or maybe it will be like the Twin Peaks finale and it will be answered later, at a later date, whenever Connect the Dotsie returns in another form. You never know, but you're not finding out right now. I love you guys. I love you all, all the listeners. Jesse, Eric, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for the many years you've given us. Thank you for doing this for so long. Thank you for allowing me to waste however long this is of your time. Plus all the other times through all the Connect the Dotsies. I've so, so, so enjoyed it. And I keep rambling because I don't want this ride to end. Because it's been so fucking wonderful. I love you guys. Thank you for everything. I'm so happy that you have, are both pursuing your passions and you're doing what makes you happy and that makes me happy and that makes the rest of us happy. Go get them. Stay off my back and always, 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 always stay arrogant. <laughs> Signing off. Connect the dots. See one last time. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome.
Dude, the Kentucky Colonel himself. <laughs> we got to hear him say the F word yeah. and peace out. That's sort Jesus, of the ultimate. Um, I hope I, that he plays that speech for everybody right before they get a root canal. <laughs> he just gives them the happy ooh, guess, puts on the ooh, earbuds. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never even thought about this. Yeah. You got to get personal arrogance at your office. Exactly. Yeah. Would you like to listen to Mozart's? <laughs> or the Personal Arrogance Podcast. <laughs> NSFW. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to say about Goof. I think I got yeah. saying Goof yeah. from My Brother, My Brother, Yeah, and Ma- me. McElroy's. Yeah. The McElroy's for sure. That definitely infected me with yeah. Goofitis. The Goofs. Um, so yeah, let's run through this, dude. I'm going to go first. Favorite segments of all time. I'm going to start off with Mega, Bell ver- Mega, Whale versus- Mega Bear versus Whale Shark, <laughs> which can be seen on the podcast of the same name. That was where we made a movie, a sci-fi original movie oh, of man. a of a mega bear versus a whale shark. I've always liked the movie stuff that we did. Yeah, me too. I gotta, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna dig early uh-huh. to uh, Greedo being a Guido. Dude, that's like episode three, two or, four. or three or yeah. something. Just the idea of Greedo being a Guido. The Guido Greedos. I, yeah, because <laughs> we were really in the. Really into Jersey Shore at that time. We just imagined we, a bunch of greedos. Thank you for uh, attaching yourself to that, but that was that was mostly a Jesse Wilson obsession. Just a bunch of uh, greedos from Star Wars. I was in... going through a weird time in my life at that point. Yeah, well, Jersey Shore kind of caught the world by storm. Yeah, fun fact here: first bald move TV podcast. Yeah, was the Jersey Shore cast. Uh, yep, that uh, that is a fact. That, I never even listened to it. <laughs> that's the crazy thing about this is that like Aaron and Jim and us are so on the same level in a lot of ways. It's almost creepy. Well, I mean, it comes back to what you're saying about like Rolo, yeah, and how it's just like there's these common threads. Like you and I and Aaron and Jim and Rolo could all hang out and watch. <laughs> Uh, Kung Pao enter the fist together right. and love it. It's that is such a weird <laughs> ass movie. It's so weird. Most people haven't even heard of it. Yeah. Much less like become the cult fanatics of it. Yeah. So oh, I guess I don't okay. Know. So I got to number three here. Number three is going to be when I wrote the song for Roger Dotsie when he was having a bad day, he had a shitty boss at the time, <laughs> and he's like, "I know I'm going to come home. I'm going to have a, a BB have gone through hell all day, and I just want to listen to your podcast." So I wrote him the song. And that was my favorite. That's my favorite Roger Dotsie moment. Yeah. So. I like, um, again, early on, yeah. there was some sort of a debacle where we were going to do like an episode from Hales where I was working for Winter oh, yeah, Fest yeah. and it all fell through until he shit the yeah. bed. So I just like went to the uh, Fred Meyer and bought like six 22s. <laughs> Of different winter <laughs> beers. And we drank all of them. And took it over to your house, and oh, we just, man. like, did a spontaneous winter beer fest. That was hardcore, because that was, like, before I met Lydia. <laughs> right. That was in the early days, and it was yeah, just, like... There was a period of time there where yeah. we were both single men. Right. That was a self-destructive... Well, we would get, just get wasted, <laughs> we do the podcast, we plop it up online, and then we'd, like, play Madden or watch... <laughs> Like uh, late night TV, yeah, on, we, watched, we watched like E. Or... Remember when we watched Jimmy Fallon and that oh, guy beat his no. pants? <laughs> that was Craig Ferguson. Yeah. yeah, he peed his pants. His name was Glenn, and he peed his pants on air. <laughs> that was like one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Oh god, for people that don't, yeah, like I mean, 
live transitions that have happened for the <laughs> listeners, hearing the listeners talk about it, like Roger talking about like going through the tough year of dental school and right. stuff. Like we went through our own life transitions. There's a period of time there where I would come over to Seattle. Right. I'd take the ferry over, bus up. No, you'd pick me up. Pick you up. at the, yeah, ferry. the ferry. We would record, get drunk, watch Craig Ferguson. People would pee their pants, play Madden. <laughs> then the next morning, I would, I would wake up when you got up. Right. And I was doing this weird like janitorial shifts at uh at Hales, but on Wednesdays. I had to be there at 10 a.m. to, like, clean booze and stuff. Yeah. And, like, fish the crayons out of, like, the booze <laughs> at the brew pub and stuff. So, like, I would walk. And this is, like, in the winter. Uh-huh. I-, I would walk there from your place because I had that much time. Because wow. I- yeah. Because I- yeah, I- I'd wake up at, like, 7. I'd leave at, like, 7.30. Yeah. So, I left when you left. And yeah. I- apparently, you didn't trust me with a key. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> in Whoops. retrospect, it's yeah. weird. But we were like 23 at the time, like 24, 23, 24. Yeah. So it was like it wasn't a big deal to me. I had all I had all day to kill because yeah. I had to kill the entire day until my mom <laughs> picked me up from the ferry in Bremerton because I was living right. with my parents. Yeah, and so I go, I do like two hours of work at Hales, and then I would walk to downtown Bremerton or to downtown Seattle. And every day I would go to Pipe Place Brewing Company uh-huh. and get like two beers and an order of their cheesy bread thing, uh-huh. which basically erased all the money that I made from working. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would walk on the ferry, and then at three thirty p.m., my mom <laughs> would pick me up. Yeah, man. It was. But this is the thing is that that I think is so incredible about this is that that was you did that so that you could get into brewing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Like you took the shittiest job possible at Hale's Brewing Company yeah. so that you could at least get your foot in the door. Yeah. And you, the, 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 the strides that you have made from that point to now, that's what's the most inspiring to me about the whole Lovecraft story is that, like, if you want to, like, if you want to be, get behind somebody as a company owner, this isn't like somebody who's like a Boeing engineer who homebrewed <laughs> yeah. and then was like, well, I'll procure some equipment and right. create my brewery. No, this is a dude who like got his bachelor's degree, did everything society told him to do. So, and then he was like, I want to brew. Yeah. So I'm going to take the shittiest job possible in order yeah. to get my foot in the door and yeah. then work my way up to become the owner of my own brewery. That's, that's a fucking crazy. That's pretty weird. Story. I've actually never taken a step back and looked at it's, it's, it like It's that. incredible. Huh. It's really incredible. Well, I mean, there's no better way to learn every minute detail yeah. <laughs> of the industry than to start at literally the guy who cleans everything up yeah, and then just take every single job upwards as you go. Exactly. So uh, that's cool. Yeah, number one. I'm mean, going to number one was our... Uh, my, number one for me is the Blue Yonder. Oh, my God. That wa- Declaration of that's Independence. That's what made it Declaration like... Declaration of War. That... Yeah, it became real. That's sort of yeah. like when it was like, wow, people are really listening to this and paying yeah. attention. And that's so for people who don't know how we got on blue on baldmove.com, when we were on episode 20, we got a email from this other podcast called Blue Yonder and they basically declared war on right. us. Right. And uh that podcast was hosted by Jim and Aaron from baldmove.com and they did that for a long time and then they started doing TV podcasts and got super popular. Uh, rightly so, and eventually we 
uh, became a part of the network and met up with them a few times. And like and Jim and Aaron are just like incredible people. But that. F- so big shout out to Jim and Aaron because I don't know if we would have made it to 220 episodes if it weren't for Bald Movement for Jim and Aaron. Right. So, so. thank you for uh, encouraging us to waste hundreds yeah. and hundreds of hours of our, our the primes <laughs> of our lives. The primes of our lives. <laughs> now that we're old men. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I love, though, is that when I when we first started the podcast, we get we, we went to Emerald City Comic Con. We and we hosted a uh, or we moderated a panel with the Boondock Saints, with, which was a shit show. But we, I also got to interview Rain Wilson about his movie Super. Yeah, and James Gunn directed the movie. I got to interview James Gunn as well. You might know James Gunn as the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. But before we did the, um, we went in to do the interview, and the lady was like, "All right, you guys have, you guys have uh, like five minutes." in there like the the pr lady before we were there she's like you guys have five minutes so go and start recording and then get out mm-hmm. uh and so we get in there and we're all set up like we, i have i have a crack team of like four people we go in we're all set up the cameras ready to shoot immediately and then rain wilson and james can just start bullshitting because they're, <laughs> they've been doing this stuff all day they just want to have a conversation with people right they, and so Ray Wilson is apparently there was a another podcast that was in right before us called like Three Beards. Uh, yeah, I and he was like about that, and he was like, uh, you you know Three Beards, the Three Beards podcast. You guys should. Rain Wilson was like, you guys should start a, a podcast war with Three Beards. That's so weird. And I go, actually, we already have a podcast war <laughs> with Blue Yon with this podcast called Blue Yonder, and we had a conversation about Blue Yonder with Rain Wilson and James Gunn. That's that's crazy, man. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what is their net worth between those two guys? I know. It's, it's so surreal to me that like I got to sit down with both of those dudes. Yeah, that's and, sick. Uh, yeah, my interview's up on Vimeo if you want to check it out. You know what was a good <laughs> uh, a good moment for me? Um, it was in the Blue Yonder podcast. They interviewed... God, was it Steve Jackson? Mm-mm. Mm. But anyway... Uh, I think it was Aaron was like, yeah, there's this other uh, podcast we listen to, and one of the guys says, uh, it, it feels like American games, they pick a theme first and then build a game around it, and yeah. then Euro games, they, they build the game mechanic and then find a theme that fits. Uh-huh. And the guy was like, yeah, I totally agree. I think it was uh, Steve Jackson. Steve Jackson, the running back from yeah, the Saints? Yeah, or exactly. from the Rams? Uh, <laughs> yeah. At the time, Rams, now <laughs> no, Falcons. Now Falcons. Uh, NFL fanatic now. <laughs> no, Steven, uh, <laughs> Steven Jackson, the uh, the uh, creator of Munchkin. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what, just having sort of my opinion validated via Blue Yonder podcast was nice. Yeah, we love those guys. That was when uh, Jim and Aaron were using their uh, rock band microphones. <laughs> <laughs> But like, luckily, the windscreen like covered up the yeah. Rock Band logo. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are USB microphones. Yep. All right, let's uh, keep it rolling here with a little bit more uh, voicemail. Oh, that was the end of Rogers. People got. Hey it guys, now. Brad Oman here, calling in from China. Oh, Brad. That's right. China. That's when you wait to let me know. You're ending this podcast. Oh. Here I am, wondering what I'm going to do. But seriously, guys, I just had to call in and thank you for over four years of dedication and congratulate you on the excellent idea, the excellent execution, and the excellent results that was the Personal Arrogance Podcast. I've carried you guys with me in over five continents, 
always providing familiar companionship to pass the hours, making commutes and busy work feel more like bullshitting friends. And while I could wax poetic about all those specifics, I realize you've got a podcast to finish. So used to an ending of an era, the turning of a page, stay arrogant, and get off my backlog. <laughs> Cheers. Red Omen, man. That's the guy. He's from high school. Mm-hmm. I went to his house. He had, a, he had a Kung Pao under the fist grating. He's in the family. <laughs> yeah. It all comes down to fans. This is yeah. really a Kung Pao fan cast. You're right. If you... <laughs> Like stars above, yeah. come on! Yeah. That was early on. <laughs> All right, who we got next here? Hey there, Jesse and Eric. This is Levi from Houston calling in to your final podcast. I just wanted to add to the chorus of voices expressing a little bit of sadness that you guys are no longer be going to be doing the Personal Arrogance podcast, but you're going off to do bigger and better things, opening a brewery. Eric, you've got your board game in the pipeline. I'm interested to see where that's going. And I just wanted to say thanks. Uh, Like many, many other people, you guys have introduced me to some things that have become pretty important in my life. And I have a great D&D group now. I play with Sean and Michael McBride and Rolo and Jesse and Zach is a wonderful DM. And I'm having a great time with that. And it's just been a great ride. In the uh, about two years that I've been listening to your podcast, I've had some milestones myself. I've been married. I have changed careers. I've bought a house. I've had a child. And I feel like I'm moving on a little bit into my next stage of life. So um, anyway, I'm interested to see what you guys have in store for the future, where things go. I want to make my way to Seattle sometime in the future so I can go to uh, Lovecraft Brewery in Bremerton, actually. Right? Bremerton? Nice. Anyway. Um, I want to make my way up there and get some tentacles. <laughs> but anyway, it's been a great ride, and I've had a lot of fun listening to your podcasts. I've made some great friends along the way, and oh, uh, I created a Facebook group for any of the personal arrogance fans out there that want to keep in touch with everyone else, uh, just search on Facebook for Stay Arrogant. That's the group's name. Uh, it's free, uh, you know, it's open for anyone to join. Just come and chat about beer, board games. Uh, some of the listeners said they had podcasts of their own in the works. You can come there and pimp that a little bit. Anyway, I'll see you guys around the Bald Move Network and... I'll see Sparge on the battlefield. <laughs> Later, guys. Oh, yeah, and get off my back. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. You know, we're, we're known to do an editor, too, and I like how Levi was able to edit his. <laughs> I'll enjoy that. I, uh, seamless. I yeah, didn't please, even notice. Like, check out uh, Stay Arrogant. I think that's an awesome place for people yeah. who want to uh, to uh, keep this thing rolling, keep this community rolling. Stay Arrogant, the Stay Arrogant group on Facebook. I'm a member. I'm a member. And it's easier there than the personal arrogance right. page just right. because of like visibility of posts. Well, and f- yeah, because Facebook rules basically if any of you post on our Facebook page, it goes to like this stepchild place <laughs> off on the off in the corner yeah. that nobody could see i wish you could i wish you guys could see what eric was doing with his hand right there <laughs> yeah he's like physically separating <laughs> different areas of the room right but it does it puts you like 
off in another corner, and it, nothing shows up unless we post it. On the Stay Arrogant group, anything that anybody posts will be visible to the whole yeah. team. So that's an awesome thing that Levi has set up for everybody. We yep. appreciate it. Levi, the best Levi on this podcast. I, oh, from burn. What I understand. He's an interesting guy, man. He has a salsa company. What? Yeah, it's called Happy Tomato. Look for it if you're in the uh, greater Houston area. Yeah, he's from Houston. Uh, so is it dancing? Salsa dancing? No. Are you goofing? Yeah. Uh, you got me. <laughs> You're getting better at your straight face. Dude, that was what I loved last week. We were watching the Seahawks game. And I go across the street and I get, get a bomby sandwich and a couple of spring rolls. And I come back and I sit down. It's a commercial break. And Jesse goes, hey, Earl Thomas just intercepted the ball and ran it back to the 30-yard line. And I was like... I cannot. I literally cannot tell if you're if you're bullshitting me right now. And that the the thing is like, yeah. When I'm lying and when I tell the truth, <laughs> the follow up question I go up an octave. I'm like, no, really, Ariel Thomas just got an interception <laughs> in the end zone and ran back to the thirty yard line. And I was like, I am like sixty percent that that happened. <laughs> My favorite thing is your buddy that you work with is there, and he was like. He was like, no, totally. And the way he said it, I was like, I still think you're bullshitting me. I don't joke about ET3. You know, you know you're in good company when you think everybody's bullshitting you at all times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. What's next here? So this is it, guys. The finale. The end of Person Arrogance as we know it. And uh, it's it's fine. No, no, really. That's just a thing in my eyes. That no, not yes, of course. Uh, no. uh, uh, okay. Uh, one last time, I would like to thank you for 220 great episodes. And even though I just joined the Personal Arrogance Nation around the halfway point of the podcast, uh, for your historians out there, it was uh, episode 124. I feel like it's been forever. Uh, so much that happened throughout the years. Uh, Oh man, I already get kind of uh, nostalgic for it. Uh, I, I will miss all the Paxis, Panfi, uh, the WTF files, the Mad Roloffs. Is it worse than a punch in the face? And you accusing me of being two-time Academy Award winner, uh, Christoph Waltz. <sighs> Memories. So I hope that this uh, pop culture nerd cast is already somewhere on the horizon because I can't, couldn't quite imagine a world uh, where I have to listen to Chris Hartwick or so when I'm riding the bus. Uh, and you wouldn't want that, right? Uh, okay, and while we're speaking of people you don't want to listen to, uh, when you don't want to listen to me babbling in the future, you should stay away from YouTube slash user slash TV. That is R-E-E-L-H-E-A-D-T-V where I will post movie uh, and TV reviews starting sometime around December. Pooh. Good thing that this didn't feel like shameless self-promotion at all. Okay, uh, I'm just still talking because I don't I really don't want this episode to end so uh, weather let's let's talk about weather or tiny cats because cats can be vaguely amusing <laughs> sometimes okay 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 thank you guys I really wish you all the best of luck in the future I hope you can achieve everything you want to achieve in life uh, I wish you the best of health and love and all this kind of things uh that are important and I want to thank the other listeners and callers and 
feedbackers for their great topics and ideas. Uh, thank you, Roger, for Connect the Dartsy. Thank you, Michael, for Here Comes the Bride. Thank you, James, for the brackets. Thank you, Rolo, for being awesome. <laughs> thank you, JR, for all the great beer talk. Thank you, everyone who I can think of from the top of my head right now. Uh, you're amazing, and I hope there will be a time where I will hear you all again. And last but not least, Eric, Jesse, Dankeschön for being such great hosts throughout those 220 episodes. You're great, and I can't wait to hear from you later down the line for Personal Arrogance, uh, the Listener Tour, or the Anniversary Special, the Reunion. Uh, no pressure, guys. So get off my back, uh, drive safe, say no to drugs, and stay arrogant, guys. <laughs> This has been Dennis Kleinberg from Germany, signing off. Bye-bye. That's such good advice, man. Try safe, say no to drugs. Yeah, and drugs, by the way, illicit drugs. And what when we say illicit drugs, we mean illicit drugs that are illicited in your state of Washington. I, I say do what you want. Uh, <laughs> you're a grown ass man. You can make that decision. Uh, Dennis, I just want to say, Zibetta. Zibetta. Which I think is, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm not sure. Can we talk about this realization that we had just last week that uh, Dennis Kleinbeck is 20? He's 20 years old. That's crazy. Dude, if Dennis Kleinbeck isn't the president of the United Nations uh -huh. within the next decade, he's doing it wrong. Right. No, he's on a, he's on a high trajectory. He, that kid is fucking amazing. Here's another thing here. So I was checking international flights. Because okay. uh -huh. I, I, there's this great thing, and this is an early reco. Kayak Explore. Kayak.com yeah. slash explore. You can say, hey, I want to travel next summer, and where in the world can I go, and what are the plane tickets? And it shows you like every city in the world, and, it, and like where can you go for cheap? So I, I wanted to actually pose this to you. There's three, there's three international places that Lydia and I can travel next year affordably. The first one is Manila in the Philippines. Reasonable prices. Okay, and you're going. Is to that like, monsoon season though? I don't know. It's it's like tropical climate. I think Manila gets pretty beat up by the weather. Okay, well, so we won't go during, but year round, Manila is like okay. the cheapest place to fly in Asia. Stock up on envelopes while you're there. Yeah, well, they got great envelopes. Yeah, we all know that. Um, second of all, Hong Kong. Ooh, really good. Yeah, and third is Copenhagen, uh, Denmark. Huh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Copenhagen, mm. Denmark, easily the cheapest place to fly in Europe from Seattle. Is it like some sort of uh, hub of like... It's Iceland Air. That's the thing about Iceland Air, is that Iceland Air has created this really quick conduit to Iceland, mm -hmm. and so unfortunately you had to have a layover in Reykjavik, which is amazing. What a pain. Like, come on. So you get to go to Reykjavik, Iceland. You get to go to Copenhagen, Denmark. Yeah. And then if you're in Denmark, hello, Scandinavia, right at your door. Or you can just pop down to Amsterdam, pop down to Germany. Like, the, the world is your oyster from uh, Copenhagen. Pick me up some chewed tobacco while you're there. Absolutely. Um, uh, it sounds like you've made up your mind. I want to go to Copenhagen. Hong Kong would be legit. Yeah. Hong Kong would be awesome. But I, I feel like Manila would be really chill if you could go in the right time of year where you're not getting killed by rain. Yeah. They but, call it ch Chilina. But as a Wallquist, as a bona fide Wallquist, <laughs> um, I feel like Northern Europe is is my homeland, mm -hmm. the land of my ancestors, and I need to I need to venture there. Remember when you tried to get the Northern European Heritage Celebration? Dude, Club? that was that would have been fucking legit. But 
none of the uh, yeah. teachers were willing to. So yeah, in high school, Eric wanted to get the Nor- Northern European Heritage Celebration Club. Club. And I wrote a charter, zero discrimination. Basically, the whole thing was that we were going to have a smorgasbord uh-huh. once a month, get together. <clears throat> it was it was it, it was directly modeled after the Pacific Islanders Club. They get together. Right. Awesome. Anybody could come. Mm-hmm. Delicious lumpia, like. Delicious I was in food. the Pacific Islanders Club. It's awesome. It was an awesome club. I just wanted to do the same thing with like Swedish pancakes and, and Ludafis. Yeah, none of the teachers would touch none it. None of the teachers would touch it. And yeah. it was like, I don't, I'm not, like, it's in the charter. <laughs> Anybody exhibiting any form of discrimination will be immediately removed from the group. Right. We just wanted to get together and have fucking Swedish pancakes. Right. And nobody wanted to do it. Right, yeah. Like, the Oktoberfest for the NEHCC would be fucking amazing. <laughs> Come on, who doesn't want to have bratwurst and sauerkraut? I do. Sign me up. <sighs> Whatever, man. Sorry. That I'm was... just saying. Yeah. I feel like I got to go to Denmark. You should. And hop up to Stockholm and meet my people. Yeah. In Swede, Swede Town. <laughs> that's what, that's the name of the nation, right? Well, that's what, it's like Washington. Uh-huh. It's says Den is town, so it's Swede Town instead Swede of yeah. Washington. Yeah, Everybody I got, knows I got that. it. Everybody got it. Because a den is like a town of foxes. <laughs> I, I just want to, once again, though, talk about Dennis Kleinbeck. This guy... You mean Foxhouse Kleinbeck? Foxhouse Kleinbeck. That's his actual name. Uh, if he came to America on Ellis Island, they would rename him Foxhouse, <laughs> Foxhouse. Foxhouse Kleinbeck. Yeah. Dude, this guy... For some reason, this guy and Roger Dotsie can bring me to tears. Because <laughs> they both... And I want to bring this up just because we didn't have time to read everybody's emails because we got so many voicemails. We didn't have enough time to read everybody's emails on the air. But we read them. And for some reason, Dennis and and uh, and, and the Kentucky Colonel himself, Roger Dotsie, bring me to tears. These guys, they're so heartfelt. They have giant fucking hearts. Yeah, yeah they're just like the end of uh, the Scrooge. Or not Scrooge. The Grinch. Yeah, where where yeah. The Grinch's heart br- busts through yeah. the heart meter. It grew two sizes that day. Yeah, but they they already had regular hearts. <laughs> like, no, they already had en- enlarged enlarged hearts. Dangerously, they were enlarged. like Andre the Giant. Yeah, and then they all immediately got bigger. Yeah. So, <laughs> Dennis, I we I just want to say we expect big things from you, sir, <laughs> because you are you got a decade on us, so you better fucking get. You better you better become somebody that wants somebody wants to make a statue after. That's don't, all we're saying. Don't waste four years podcasting though. Yeah, don't Go waste do it podcasting. Else. Go do follow your dreams and follow your big heart to wherever mm-hmm. it leads you. Okay, who we got up next here? Here we go. Well, last week was a little sad. I will admit, I was a little uh, shocked by it, and I had to do the whole no Star Wars thing. So, Swill from Alabama. Man, guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sad that uh, this is the last time we're going to, like, hear personal arrogance. I will admit that it's been one of my favorite podcasts since I really started getting into the world of listening to podcasts all the time. Guys, you've helped me get through days, and honestly, if you think about it, I feel like I I know you guys better than you know me, because we've spent a lot of time together in my head. Sort of. (laughs) I don't know. It hurts my brain. I'm from Alabama. Anyway. The point of the matter is, guys, is I appreciate what you've done and hanging out with me, uh, even though you didn't even realize you were for a good bit. And uh, I guess being the, this is going to be the last one, uh, 
you know, remember, if you're ever in Alabama, Georgia area, please, I, I would feel hurt if you uh, didn't try to shoot me something and uh, and get up with me, hang out, grab a beer, show you around, and uh, you better believe it. If I ever make it up to Seattle, I'm going to be sure I at least let you guys know whether or not it works out. Hopefully by then, Lovecraft Brew will be up and running. I can have one of them crazy Everdrive brews or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, long and the short of it, man. It's been a pleasure. And uh, being that I can't ask this later, what uh, what games are you guys eyeballing for uh, Black Friday deals? Uh, you know, what's your what's your wish list going on right now? Don't give me ideas. I'm going to send you one. I'm just curious so I can continue to build me one. Anyways, fellas, have a good time. Be good. You couldn't have waited to the end of the year. Anyways, <laughs> whatever, guys. Take care. <laughs> bye. Oh, no, no, bye. Um, stay arrogant and forever. Stay off my back. Stay off my back. Dude, Will from Alabama, easily one of the most intriguing listeners, I think. I would want to meet him. I want to meet him so bad. I want to go to Alabama and, and understand that whole culture that's going on in Alabama. Right. Because it's so different from Western Washington. Right. Like, just immerse my... Like, you can have a cultural experience in Manila, Philippines, but you can have also have a cultural <laughs> experience in Alabama, I feel like. And then and then go whitewater rafting. Yeah, like, no, I, I think <laughs> that, that. that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, games. Have, have you been following any of the board game stuff? I got a few board games that I really want. I'm taking a little bit of a break from yeah. buying board games. Yeah. Uh, I do have the 2DS. I think I want to pick up the new Super Mario World 2 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, what about Smash Brothers? Uh, I don't know how much fun I would have with that. I was talking... What are you talking about? The Smash Brothers? What I've heard is that when you play it online, it's laggy. Okay. I'll, I'll get pissed off at lag. Can you play it over Bluetooth? Does, does the DS have Bluetooth? <clears throat> You mean like with other people in the room? Yeah, local. I think you could, but like I don't have anyone to play with. Yeah, I so I was talking to Lydia, and you know this is the never-ending quest of Eric trying to figure out what console he's <laughs> going to buy. But I was talking to her, and I was like, okay, the Xbox is now. There's a Black Friday deal for the Xbox One. It's like three hundred and twenty dollars, which is nearly what I paid for my three sixty. I paid two hundred and eighty dollars for my three sixty. Yeah. So I was like. I feel like I'm going to end up with an Xbox One, but if I really wanted to buy a console right now for playability reasons, I would probably buy a Wii U. Just because uh, Mario Kart yeah. is a game that I really like to play. Uh, uh, Smash Brothers on Wii U, I feel like would be cool. Yeah. Um, and I feel like like I have not turned on my Xbox. It was so depressing. Like Two weeks ago, I was homesick. And I played Madden, and this was in October, and it said, you haven't played, because it has your save file, it says last yeah. time you saved. The save file was like August 29th, and so I literally hadn't even turned on my Xbox to play a game in a month, and since then, or a month and a half, and since then I haven't turned on to play a game. Yeah. So, if I were to buy a console, I'd buy games that I, or buy a console that has games that are playable, easy, quick, fun, and Nintendo kind of offers that, so... Yeah. Well, what do you think about a 2DS? Yeah, I've been looking at those, too. That's, it's way cheaper, for one thing. Well, I mean, also, yeah, like, we were, last week we were at the poorhouse, and some dude had an NVIDIA Shield right. that you could play PC games on. It's a handheld device you could play PC games on. Yeah, that thing's pretty weird. 
It's weird, but like if I could just play Civ on the bus, I feel like that'd be a pain in the ass, though. Civ would be tough. No, I just mean I. I feel like <laughs> trying to do PC games through a handheld is going guaranteed to be a pain in your ass eventually. I think you yeah. should. I don't know. I like my DS. I only have two games for it, but like I just played uh, all the way through Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds, and uh-huh. that was a lot of fun. That yeah. was a really good game. Yeah, I'm back into playing Pokemon now. And, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. I just got my shell gone to level up and my uh oh gabite is this such a good model to be like it's an rpg but everything in your uh in your cadre (laughs) upgrades yeah individually but there's a lot and they have like ocarina of time out now and majora's mask is coming out like and Super Smash Brothers. like i actually i really like my mario kart for two oh yeah they got mario kart that would be my jam. But what I like about the DS is it's so easy to just pick up, play for yeah. 15, 20, 30 minutes and put it down. Like, yeah. as opposed to like turning it on and like flipping through stuff and getting yep. a game going. And then you're like tied to your TV, whereas I have attention deficit disorder, <laughs> which <laughs> means I like to be watching TV uh-huh. and browsing Facebook and playing on my DS at the right. same time. So, well, and Lydia and I were talking about this. Like, when I'm on the bus, I cruise Reddit. Right. The internet is so fucking negative. Yeah. It no, get, it gets it you, puts in, a you in a mood. bad mood. Right. Yeah. Like I need to separate I need to s- find a thing that I can use that separates me from the shitty internet right. mood. Yeah. Completely removes me from it to where yeah. I can't cuz like I could play a game on my phone but then I'm not I'm still like a click away from Reddit. Right, right, right. This sep- a DS would separate me from that entire Right, cuz you're on an entirely different machine. Yeah. I like my DS a lot. I'm, I'm happy it. with that purchase. I'm thinking about it. If they make, uh, if they made it so that DSs could be Wii U controllers, then that would be my my eternal dream. That would be pretty cool. All right, let's go. Next voicemail. Hey guys, this is Aaron from Texas, and I was just calling in to say thank you for everything you guys have done for us. Instead of doing a entire huge, you know, goodbye message, I just want to ask you one quick question. If you had to choose between using the force or getting a lightsaber, what would you choose? You can either have the force or you can own a lightsaber. That's my question. All right, guys. Thank you very much. And I hope to hear your voices again soon. All right. Goodbye. Get off my back. Get off my back, Aaron <laughs> Martinez. That's 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 our Martinez clan representative for this episode. So I'm very happy that yeah. we have one. Yeah. Although I feel like this question is so easy force yeah because you can't even use a lightsaber unless you have the force that's the whole point let's assume that you're able to use a so lightsaber you're proficient in lightsaber right hmm. i still want the force mostly i want to be able to pick things up without moving off the couch so laziness is your laziness is, your is a huge driving factor in my okay. life yep both good and bad welcome to america <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm with you. i just feel like you can't I have, uh, I have what I have two novelty wooden swords. Yep, and those are dangerous enough. <laughs> I feel like zombie apocalypse. So lightsaber would be amazing. Yeah, no, it's pretty much perfect for the zombie apocalypse. There should be. I know they're making all of these Star Wars iterations. There should be Jedi in a zombie world. But it's not like it's hard to kill a zombie to begin with, especially with a lightsaber. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a little yeah. bit overkill. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> 
I don't know what's wrong. In, in, in a zombie apocalypse, you're looking for overkill. That should be the name of the movie, Star Wars Overkill. <laughs> All right, next voicemail here. Oh. Oh. podcast and good luck with uh, whatever you guys are doing next bye thank you mars wow i love mars that's sweet mars the sweet guy uh thanks so much here's the next voice hello personal arrogance this is your good friend rob down in houston texas i just wanted to wish you a happy 221st episode and thanks for being my friend eric anyway um i understand quitting podcasts I had to quit doing a couple of them them myself and stepping down from public personality. Um, I I didn't want to do this, but I just wanted to show you my support and let you know I'll still be listening to the awesome Gotham Blotter, and I'm looking forward to all the other stuff you have in store. So um, if you're ever in Texas, let me know. And if I'm ever in the Seattle area, I'll definitely make sure to hit you guys up. And uh, we'll have a good time. Anyway, um, I just wanted to congratulate you guys on your your long run. And uh, best of luck on your future endeavors. Uh, Rob Zip is another dude that I love so much. He's a nice guy. And uh, I got to be in his podcast. He was on Get Off My Running Back. And we always appreciate him so much. So... Uh, thank you, Rob. Uh, and I, I will feel e- forever guilty that I did not reciprocate your ice bucket challenge. And I feel so bad about that. But I feel like it was all, like at the end, I, I gave him the peer pressure. And I feel bad because I had such a good idea. We went camping that weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we went camping up in, where was that? Salt Creek. Salt Creek, which is on the Strait of Juan de Fuca. So cold, the coldest fucking water. I mean, it's obviously not the coldest fucking water, but it's freezing water. It's like 40 degrees. I was going to throw an ice bucket in there and then run into the water for my ice bucket challenge. But unfortunately, the fog moved in. My nipples got hard. and It was a really cold week. We sort of got the ice bucket challenge yeah, via Mother Nature. (laughs) Actually, I think so. My my Facebook Facebook page, for the most part, is locked down. But I think you could still see my... My profile photo and my cover image and my cover image is from that weekend. Oh, really? I took a picture of the trees engulfed in fog. We were in Alan Wake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we love you. We love you, Rob. Here's the next one. 
Hey guys, this is Mitch Schnetzer, just uh, calling in. It's been a long time since I called into the podcast, but I uh, just want to let you guys know I'm sad to see you guys going, but I look forward to what you're going to do next. Uh, yeah, so I guess i got to keep uh, you guys in my ear, and uh, I guess stay arrogant. Eric, thank you uh, for all the beer recommendations, Eric and Jesse, um, even though I still don't like beer. So... I guess the podcast failed me, but I'll still listen and support you guys. Jesse, I will buy some of your beer from the Lovecraft Brewing Company when it comes out. Look forward to that because I want to support you guys. All right. Uh, I guess get off my back and get out of my ears for now. All right. Bye. Mitch Snetzer. Get off my back. I love that guy. I used to work with him. So we spent a lot of time together, me and Mitch. <laughs> But it was work time, and that's a, that's a sad thing about it. I, I don't know if you run into this, but you get nerds that you're working with, but you have to be work with them as well. Like, I feel like nerds... I, am I getting too weird here? Mm-mm. I, it's like, I want to be friends with you, but we're also at work. It's the hard thing of, like, you are an awesome dude, but, like, we're at work. <laughs> I guess people outside of Seattle just make friends with them outside of work, but yeah, no, I understand. I, the uh, thing about, and I just want to bring this up with Mitch Netzer, Mitch Netzer, because this guy is awesome. He's an incredible dude. He doesn't even drink beer, but he will buy Lovecraft Brewing Company <laughs> just to support the, the cause. He's an amazing guy, and uh, frankly, I wish that I would have uh, taken advantage of that. It's like it's like an ex girlfriend, except it's an ex coworker. <laughs> I wish I would have taken advantage of that wonderful relationship when it was right in my lap. Huh. That's weird. Bitchy N. It's a weird thing. I it's mean, a, a it's, little weird. Well, it's a, it's a previous I've thought about this before. It, yeah. what, it, what it would be like working with like you or Jordy or Levi. Yeah. I Don't take this the wrong way, but I don't think I would like working with you. No, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Working with people that you like really sucks. Yeah. Because you like them a lot, but you have to also work. And you have somebody barking down your neck. I mean, you're the owner. You're the CEO at this point. So maybe it's a little different. But like, that's it. That's, that was mostly shitty Everyone's thing. Everyone's working with, for me now. Yeah. No, that's... I, I no, mean... But that I could, was the shitty thing with, with Mitch is that like eventually I became like his boss. Right. In title. So I was trying to relay a bunch of information from the four or five bosses that I had onto Mitch. Right. When and when we worked together it was a nice little collaborative relationship that was fun. I've never so, worked in the corporate world, so I don't really yeah. know what that's like. <sighs> it's uh, weird. And you've never worked for a small business. Well, technically, it was kind of small when I worked with Mitch. It was like eight hundred people. <laughs> is that is that a small business? I'm talking like ten people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't. That's that's a really different relationship, I think. Well, I think so too. Like, I feel like if I feel like we could make it work if we were a tiny little group of people right. together working. It's yeah. when you get the the barking and the breathing that's when it becomes like a, a really weird situation for people that you really genuinely like, and it's like, yeah, I wish I would have actually taken advantage of that situation. Well, there's still time. You can make amends. Mitch Netzer, I love you so much. <laughs> I love you so Mitch. I love you so Mitch. That's my new that's my new sitcom coming to ABC this fall. <laughs> I love you so Mitch. I love you, Mitchy Ed. All right. 
<laughs> anyway, that that took a weird turn. Let's go to the next voicemail. Hey guys, it's Levi, your Rocky Mountain correspondent here. I'm uh, sad to, to see you go, um, but for listeners that uh, will be missing that personal arrogance flair, I'm going to go ahead and start the uh, Rocky Mountain correspondent cast um, <laughs> for all things Rocky Mountains. Um, we'll be talking beer and skiing and how damn cold it is. Uh, but seriously, guys, I'm uh, glad you were able to, to have this run and have this fun. I'm going to miss uh, being able to listen to you. But uh, honestly, I'm going to play you once a month in uh, D&D, so it doesn't really matter. I mostly feel sorry for the rest of the listeners. I'll catch you later. Get off my back. <laughs> Levi, Jenny. I don't know if it's exactly the same rapport during D&D when I'm trying to corral everyone and I go into DM mode. <laughs> Yeah, but we'll also literally see Levi for the rest of our lives at every major life event. So True. True that. I can't wait for Levi to move back. You can check out me and Levi on the Gotham Blotter, brought to you by Bald Move. Do it. Do it. All right, what's up next here? Hey, Eric and Jesse, this is Yuri from Hex19.com. And Brett Commander, also from Hex19.com. And Aaron Rayham from... That prob- other website. Probably from Hex19.com as well. And I'm Glenn Meyer. It's not actually Glenn. No, Glenn's not here. Uh, <laughs> any good ways, guys, we're sad to hear that the Personal Arrogance podcast is ending. But uh, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Bing, bang, boom. You're taking too long, Yuri. Hey, I had more to say. I didn't want to get cut off that soon. <laughs> Anyways, we envision a future where one day we'll sit down to play one of Eric's board games while drinking some of Jesse's beers. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, so anyways, guys, thanks for being great podcasters as well as great friends. Stay arrogant. And get off my back. <laughs> Speaking of putting Canadian in front of anything yeah, and making it no, amazing. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Canadian podcast heroes. Oh, my God. I fucking love Hex19. Guys, seriously, I will throw my full endorsement behind Hex19. These people are the most amazing. Speaking of Dennis Kleinbeck... Like, I feel like the vote should come between Dennis Kleinbeck and Yuri Walkiev for leader of the UN in oh, 15 years. Man. This is how the next world war is, is sparked, though. That's true. Between the two nicest guys on Earth going head to head. I don't know who I'm... I'm abstaining. That's the uh, problem, is that everybody who has a good head on their shoulders has to abstain from the vote. Yeah. I like... The Hex IT guys make us better because... I really, really, really try to um, have their attitude yeah. when we're playing. Cause no, we're just you and I are American gunslingers, mm-hmm. like board game players. Sure. Like I'm gonna take you down, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna spit on your ashes when I'm done destroying you. Well, the thing about it is that you have that mentality, and I have that mentality. The problem is that you have the ability, and I don't. <laughs> That's not true. Well. I, I have the ability for, like, king-making and vitriol. You have the ability to have the strategic upper hand going into it. <laughs> so, yeah. that, but it becomes a reciprocal thing. And, like, I have actually, this is, this is, this is going to sound kind of, kind of mystical and not exactly what we want on this podcast. But the first universal truth of Buddhism has helped me a lot in the last two weeks. Life is I, suffering. I revealed it. I, 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 I got revealed to the first universal truth of Buddhism. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm a Buddhist. I'm just saying that the idea that life is suffering is so important. Right. It's like, because it goes both ways. Like, life is suffering and suffering is life. 
If you're if you're experiencing life, you're going through some form of suffering the entire time. Yeah. And to be offended or sad or or personally uh, angsty about <laughs> being in suffering is like you're you're literally just not able to step back and say if you're living if you're experiencing this miracle of the universe that we get to perceive things through our senses, right? Then you are going to be suffering all the time, right? Uh, yeah, and I like to look at that. I, I do think it's true. Life is suffering. Although I've I've looked that up, and like some translations don't necessarily say suffering. Yeah, uh, they they have different words for it, but like right. it's just that shit shit happens. That's basically well, it. it's because we're organisms, and that we have these senses to perceive our surroundings, right. and those senses are warnings for yeah. the most part. Yeah, it's this thing tastes bitter. It's gonna kill you it's, <laughs> if you eat this. It's gonna kill you. Oh, yeah. there's this sharp pain. Oh, some dude is stabbing you right now. Right. Like. It smells weird in here. Oh, there's a rotten court. You know, yeah. it's just like the universe is so harsh, and we have these senses to uh, navigate us through a uh, existence which is trying to kill us all the time. Yeah, and that's why we perceive it as suffering. And, well, and it, just as human beings, we the reason why we're so fucking successful is because we're able to perceive that as a threat, right? And react and adapt to it. To it. Uh, yeah. Adapt and react. Uh huh. Distract and react. Distract and react. Hi, John Doe, right all over again. <laughs> but that, yeah, totally. Like that, but that, that comes across as suffering throughout life. It comes across as suffering, but when you, uh, when you try and step back from it and look at yourself as an organism with these tools, you're like, it doesn't smell bad because the universe is trying to make you suffer. Yeah. It smells bad because. You have evolved to have this warning system, yeah. and you just got to get yourself away from that, right? And uh, well, t- I this is actually kind of plays into what the t- my topic. For the, we do have topics for this week, so <laughs> we're gonna we will have get to time this. out. But we're uh, gonna have to part two this. Well, yeah, but we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about this. Uh, I just want to say that, and it's weird because we're talking about Yuri and 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 Aaron and or Aaron. I call him Aaron because I'm used to calling people <laughs> named Aaron Aaron, Aaron and Brett and Glenn. <laughs> But like these guys, like there's there's something about the Canadian mentality is that they have an inherent understanding that life is suffering and they're able to find the beauty. Yeah, because they live in the fucking coldest. Yeah, they live in a freezer. Exactly. <laughs> they live in the. Sh- they live terrible in, when, the, in the t- most terrible environment possible. When for you live in a freezer, you <laughs> don't complain about the cold. We you find from, the warmth and embrace it. Yeah, we we evolved from the Rift Valley in Africa, the fertile Rift Valley in Africa, <laughs> as a true. species. <laughs> and these guys decided to settle in Edmonton, Canada, which is literally the polar opposite. <laughs> And yet they find the beauty in life in a way that inspires me as a human being. And yeah. they got fucking five years, uh, you know, to five years more experience laying ahead of them than we do. So <laughs> I love these guys. Yeah. I, I love how that is the moral of the story is that we're feeling old and there's these young people that we well, appreciate and admire and we want them to succeed. Yeah. We've had the whole thing here because Aaron and Jim are about five years older than us. So... <laughs> You have Aaron and Jim. We are to Aaron and Jim as the Hex Nineteen guys are right. to us. It's it's a weird, it's a different relationship, but there's a, a it's it's allowed me to understand my relationship with Aaron and Jim better, honestly, because the way that I see yeah. the Hex Nineteen. No, guys. it's interesting how that happens. Like 
and again, we're getting deep. We're going to have yeah, to part two this I one. Know. But like, <laughs> I, it was a moment of clarity when I had my daughter. Yeah. As to my relationship to my parents. Uh-huh. All of a sudden it was like, oh, oh. Yeah. I get it now. You feel that way? About me, even though I'm here trying to be pretending to be a man right. and be big and tough and right. grown up and stuff, you still feel about me the way I feel about this little goo ball yeah. that just got born. <laughs> I get it now. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Okay, so our next uh, call comes to us from New Jersey. We know who called in, but unfortunately, the call got cut off. So this is all we have uh, right here. Hi, guys. It's Priscilla. And then that's it. Oh, jeez. It got cut off. But that's Priscilla from New Jersey. I feel really bad. And I just wanted to give a shout out to all of our uh, women listeners out there, including Priscilla. Uh, you got Priscilla. You got Angela Martinez. You mm-hmm. got uh, Olivia from Texas. You got Lydia, not my wife. <laughs> uh, of course, Dee down in uh, Australia. Right. I just want to give a, a shout out to, to all of the lady listeners out there. And, uh, you know... Jesse and I have some special ladies in our lives. You have two, because you have a daughter. Right. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a polygamist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we we definitely want to make this an open and inviting place for all people, and hopefully we did that. So I just want to give a shout out there. And but Priscilla, I'm really bummed that we that we uh, didn't get your voicemail. It got cut off. And I'm bummed about it. So, uh, But let's move on to the next one here. Here it is. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Eric. This is Jesse's mum here. I just wanted to say thank you for the memories. Thank you for the giggles. And I am incredibly proud of the men that you have become. I look forward to many more adventures and stories from you two over the years. I know this is your last podcast. I think there's a lot of people that are really going to miss it. Anyway, stay arrogant. Bye. (laughs) So awesome. Get off my podcast, Mom. <laughs> Mom, get off my podcast. <laughs> That's so great. Speaking of our lady listeners, Jesse's mom, loyal listener from the from the very beginning. Yeah. Uh and just an awesome person to hang out with in general. So big shout out mm. to to Jesse's mom here. Aye. Aye. Um what else we got here? Let's Oh, my computer's doing a thing. Okay, here, and here's our next call. Well, we finally know what's worse than a punch in the face. This podcast coming to an end. I'm going to have a cephalopod-sized hole in my heart now, but I'd like to thank you guys for being awesome, introducing me to awesome things and wonderful people. I don't call much because my reception is awful out here. My pick six of top things I missed about get off my running back came out all garbled on your end. That was uh, the one that had the music at the beginning. Oh, this is James, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys. Good luck in all your future endeavors. I'm looking forward to playing your board game at some point, Eric. And um, get off my back. Get off my back, James. we got to thank James for all the brackets. Oh, bracket The bracket master, James Patterson, or as he likes to be called, James Passion. (laughs) In my brain, I thought he was actually English. He thought he was from Scotland? Or Scotland. Yeah, I love it. No, James Patterson, the bracket master. They don't have brackets in England. They have, like, the Premier League. They have sprockets. 
They don't even have a playoff. They just whoever has the best record at the end of the season wins. Is that true? Yeah. How boring is that? It's awesome. That's oh. the way it should be. The what, whole what season's a playoff. Well, I don't know. I'm sure there's a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> the whole season's a playoff. Yeah, the, I get it. I get it. Okay. You get it? I get it. You got it. Good. Okay. Who's <laughs> up next here? Hey, Jesse and Eric. This is Mark. I have literally listened to every episode of your podcast since the very beginning and have never called in. So I'll make this short because I know you're going to have hundreds and hundreds of uh, voicemail. But uh, thanks for all the podcasting on all the uh, all the memories, all the board games, all the video games, all the movies, all the science, all the sea creatures. And thanks for uh, using some of my music. And, uh, yeah, stay arrogant. Mark, man. Your buddy Mark. Oh, that Mark. Yeah, that's Mark. <laughs> he he wrote the uh, or he composed our open that was all eight bitty right. that we used for a very long time. Right, right, right. Um, Mark Griffin. Yeah, Mark Griffin, and he also uh, composed a couple of our our breaks, our our lead ins, uh, most notably the video game song. Right. So thank you, Mark. We appreciate everything that you've done for this podcast. Once again, being a loyal friend and true. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up next here? Hey guys, this is Jay from New Salmyrna Beach, Florida. Um, yeah, I'm sad to hear that your last episode is coming up, and I uh, just want to let you know, you guys have opened up my eyes to all kinds of different things, beer, board games, never played or had before. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, a few things. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I have three daughters. They're all two years apart, so they're all still young. But when they get older, I look forward to playing some Dungeons and Dragons, getting them into that. I downloaded the, uh, the game book. And, uh, yeah, so that's sitting on my computer in a PDF file. So they're almost there, but not quite. And then getting, getting them into some board games. Some nerd stuff. They already love Super Mario. Uh, they play that on the Super Nintendo. My wife saved it from when she was in high school, uh, so we still have one of those going strong. But uh, you guys are talking about Curacao. Uh, I was in the Navy for a few years, and I was uh, we had to go down there for anti-drug operations. And uh, yeah, there's a drug lord who lives on the island. He owns like most of it. It's pretty interesting. But I know it's like a vacation spot or like an intern spot for. Uh, the Swedish or whatever, uh, a couple of nude beaches, a bunch of iguanas running around, not much else. My allergies were killing me the whole time. I was <laughs> but we did get some drug runners. Uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, just giving you guys a final farewell. Wish you guys the best of luck, uh, with Lovecraft and whatever other endeavors you, uh, take on. So sorry for the long call, but this is the last call. So I figured it. I would do this. And if you guys do decide to travel the world or whatever, man, I know some great places here that uh, I could take you guys. So stay arrogant and get off my back, and good luck. Bye. And that's it, man. Jay is right. That was the last voicemail. The marathon. It's the finale. The finale. The last voicemail. Jay from New Smyrna Beach, Florida. Smyrna Beach, Florida. Yeah, man, Curacao. It sounds like Far Cry, basically. <laughs> That's like my kind of town. Drug kingpin, Swedes. Yeah. Nude, nude beaches, beaches, iguanas. Uh huh. 
Love it. What else could you ask for? I don't know, man. Sailors raid in it all the time. Next Expendable movie, for sure. How does that work? Like, <laughs> How does what work? I don't... Why Why isn't there a country that's just owned by the drug lords? Mm-hmm. Where, like, the U.S. couldn't come in and, like... Well, it's fine as long as it... I think it's fine as long as they don't move the drugs into the United States. Right. Is, that's there, where a, is there a nation like that that's just, like, owned by the drug lords and they... The Netherlands? <laughs> all of our dutch listeners yeah uh yeah so that was the last voicemail man like and we also got a ton of emails we've read all the emails we love the emails and yeah i mean this is a big part of personal arrogance is making sure that you the listener are a part of the show we appreciate you being part of the show for such a long time and uh and now now it's all done i guess we have the, we have the facebook roundup coming up so yeah all right but we actually have some topics to get to. So, Jesse, little tiny Matt roll off? Yeah. For the last time? The finale. Yeah. We have our uh, our die here. These actually are very gr- very good dies. They served us well last night. They served night. us well last night playing D&D. I rolled a 12. I rolled a 3. <laughs> All right. All right. So you win the final Matt roll off. I got a little bit of beer news for you. Beer news. Are you going to do just free... Freestyle the song there. So uh, this is appropriate since we just watched the CLC Hawks yep. lose a football game. Um, the question is, are they watering down the beer at Century League Field? Mm. And some people are saying yes. Hell yeah. So uh, I think that was uh, the problem solvers, <laughs> which I'm sure yeah. everyone in every nation, all our international listeners right. know the, uh, the famous... King, the King Five problem solvers? King Five problem solvers. Yeah, absolutely. They're basically a group of people who wear, uh, they work for a local news station and they right. wear yellow, yellow jackets, jackets mm-hmm. and then they go around and they solve problems and they shed light on the important topics. So the interesting thing about this is that Jesse Jones is not a problem solver. Right. Right? He's just get Jesse. He's just get Jesse, but he's also on King 5. Right. Yeah. He went rogue. He's like, yeah. they're not going to let me on the problem solvers? I'll show them. <laughs> show them. I'm going to start my own segment called Get Jesse. <laughs> Yeah, so all of you guys know that because you all watch Seattle local news. Uh-huh. So, uh, so apparently in two different undercover trips, the problem solvers collected six samples of draft beer from concession stands uh, for a Seahawks and Sounders game and tested uh, tested the alcohol content. So they worked with IEH Labs in Seattle and followed their strict instructions using small vials <laughs> to hold a few ounces of beer, then keeping them cool either in a refrigerator, inside bags. Or, or they, yeah, either in a refrigerator or inside bags packed with ice. They didn't have the or in there. I'm guessing because refrigerator ends with the letters O R. Refrigerator or <laughs> yeah, refrigerate or yeah. Clippy said no. <laughs> So uh, they dropped off the samples and within a few days had the answers. So the Stella Artois mm. advertised at 5.0 ABV, tested at 4.8. Hello, hello. But light. Advertised at 4.2, tested it at 3.9. Wow. Red Hook, no equal, uh, went from a 5.2 down to a 4.8. Uh-huh. Shock Top dropped an entire half of a percent from 5.2 <laughs> to 4.7. Budweiser product. Yeah. 
And all of these are owned by AB InBev. Oh. Uh, well, Red Hook isn't. Red Hook's 30% owned by AB InBev. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Bass Pale Ale dropped from 5.1 to 4.5. And Budweiser itself down from 5.0 to 4.4. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they just got the Utah batch. <laughs> yeah. So federal law prohibits alcohol providers from selling beer that is less than 0.3% below the advertised content. There's a little wiggle room. Yeah, but it's also are they adver- I don't what what do they constitute as advertised content? Well, yeah, ha- I think you have to have that information available at mm. s- somewhere and it's probably on the keg itself. So they went to the stadium during a game. Mm-hmm. During got two beer. Games. Snuck it out. Right. They're the only people to sneak beer out, out. of yeah. <laughs> the stadium. I only like the stadium beer. Mm-hmm. So it just tastes more water. It's got that nice watery flavor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering, is there a is there um an explanation for this beyond that they're trying to rip us off? I I kind of part of me thinks like the the possibly the way that it got tested and when they're like we followed their strict instructions it's yeah. like it, there's sounds like there's room for error in the testing and it well, would be pretty nefarious to water down but apparently yeah. in 2008 a local paper in San Diego outed Petco Park for using quote stadium kegs intentionally watered down versions of beer in order to keep crowds from getting too unruly <laughs> <laughs> in order to keep dr- crowds buying more beer is what, the way yeah, they should read. Yeah, getting drunker and drunker. Yeah, because you, if you're, I mean, man, I had no idea Bud Light was so low to begin with. 4.2%? Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Ooh, I, I mean, that's kind of how you make a light beer. Is you just don't use a lot of grain. Man, so I always get my beer in the cans, though. Yeah. You know, when I go to the stadium, I go cans or bottles. That's probably a good... I wonder what it, I would actually be extremely interested to like find out about how they clean their lines and take care yeah. of it and like check out all of their draft systems and stuff because obviously they go through a ton of kegs. Yeah. I'd like to see how they're all hooked up and like who's swapping them out and stuff. Yeah, it's got to be a whole thing. Also, from from what I've seen, the Seahawks Stadium Central League does not have as good a beer selection as Safeco Field. I believe it. Safeco Field is much better beer selection because, yeah. like you said, it sounds like they have a contract with with M, with Ambev yeah. or A-B whatever. Maybe Ambev. Ambev and Bev. Ambev. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Century League Field is also sold out a hundred state straight Seahawks games. And I don't think that Safeco has sold out a hundred state straight Mariner games. Close. <laughs> Only ninety nine. Yeah, we've done. So they have to really lead on the craft beer selection. Safeco Field is sold out. Uh, Point one uh, games in a row. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, streak has to start somewhere. <laughs> That's what I keep telling my underwear. Hey. Hey. But jokes. it's like, where does it end? Oh. <laughs> I tell you, I get no respect. <laughs> oh man, you guys are gonna miss us. <laughs> you guys are gonna miss us so much. All right. Well, that's your topic? Yeah, that's my beer news. All right. Well, my my last topic of the show is going to be something we were talking about last year. And I'm going to start off with a little lead in here because I got to go see Interstellar last weekend. Oh, excuse me. And, uh, <laughs> just... I, I, I burped into the microphone and then turned my right. head. Oh, right. All these years, I never <laughs> learned <laughs> turn head, then burp. Turn, then burp. Uh, turn your head and burp. Uh we so anyway, I we went to Interstellar last weekend, and I'm not going to spoil it for you because I know you want to see it. Yes, but I really liked it. I loved it actually, and 
um, you know, one of the things about loving a movie is you like to go online. You got to see what other people thought about it. Yeah. I'm interested to hear what you say about this because I'll, I'll just say it now. You and Levi both were raving about it. I was like, oh, God, I got to see this. Yeah. And then I heard other people who were like, eh, not so great. <laughs> but so now I, f- I feel like that's good because they've knocked my expectations right. back down low. Right. So now I can go into it and be like, oh, wait, it was good. Well, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that, that it's the greatest movie ever made. I'm just saying movies like this are important, I think, because this is Christopher Nolan making a huge budget, three hour long sci-fi epic right. that is not based on a comic book, <laughs> a book, a previous movie, right. an 80s TV show, yeah. or a toy line. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, this is all new, all oh. big, all awesome. Like, this is an important movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to chess next year. Chess it's basically is basically like good. Game of Thrones, but PG-13. I love it. G- <laughs> Game of Rooks. <laughs> A clash of Rooks. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the, the series got really good with En Passant. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so you went online. So I go online, and specifically I go to the... Um, to the uh, movies Reddit, mm-hmm. and oh my god, people! Seriously, like, was it nitpicking or was it panning? Well, the thing that I, the thing that I like, the thing that people seem to like to say the most is, well, ultimately, it's a flawed movie. That's a weird. Or it's it's not a perfect film. What is the perfect movie? I don't know. The thing is, this morning I was on r slash movies and somebody said that Gross Point Blank was the perfect move was a perfect movie. I've never seen. Sorry, I don't know anything John about Cusack. It. It, no. it was in 1997. It was about this uh, contract killer who goes uh, back to his high school reunion. But apparently, that movie is the perfect movie. Okay. So if you want to gauge, so that's the metric. Gross Point Blank, the perfect film. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I just think that's the most hilarious thing is to be like, well, ultimately it's flawed. And then I also, oh God. And this started with, with, um, I saw, now I just sound like I'm griping, but, <laughs> um, started with, uh, gravity last year too. It's like people like, well, what's, is it scientifically accurate? And it's like, what does Neil deGrasse Tyson have to say <laughs> about this movie? Right. And it's, come on guys. Like, yeah. it's a movie. It's fictional. Right. And if it makes you curious about, because apparently it is pretty scientifically accurate. But then to nitpick the movie and to be like, well, if there's a wormhole, why didn't they open it by Mars instead of Saturn? It's like, because fuck you. That's what Christopher Nolan wanted. I, it just gets to the point where I, like, I feel like Christopher Nolan is one of the auteurs of our time. And he's this very special director because... He yes, he did his superhero trilogy, but he did it differently than everybody else, and now everybody's trying right. to copy him. Yeah, that's a good because point. Because he did it so differently. Right. Uh and then he's able to make movies like Inception, like The Prestige, like uh Interstellar that break the conventions of what normal movie going needs to be. Both the this movie and Inception were two huge blockbuster movies, mm-hmm. huge budgets, mm-hmm. and they, and original content. And yeah, 100% original content. So this is really important and I think like Christopher Nolan doesn't make bad movies. Like I'm just going to put that out there. And he's an artist and at this point you should need to just look at his canon and say like it just say okay, how does this fit into the Christopher Nolan canon? The same way that that's how I approach Quentin Tarantino movies. I'm not going to go in and be like, "Well, this movie sucked." <laughs> You'd be like, "Well, how does this fit into the Quentin Tarantino canon?" 
And maybe we could take that instead of uh, having this this idea that uh, just because you are able to shit on a film, it doesn't make you like a film critic. Yeah, what a what a bad way to go through life too. Like yeah. experiencing something and just having the mindset of like I need to find I need to find the the right. hole to tug at. You know, I need right. to find the loose thread on the sweater so I can start pulling at it, and then I feel great because I'm the one who destroyed the sweater. Exactly. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, and like nobody is like, oh my god, you're oh, this guy. He's got it together because mm-hmm. he found all the all the nitpicky problems <laughs> with the Christopher Nolan movie. Like I'm sure they're gonna have there's a, there's a it's a strange arms race. I was yeah. annoyed the most. <laughs> I know so much about science that I was the most annoyed by this science fiction movie. <laughs> Look at me. Um, it, it, there's like this web series that like everything wrong with blank in eight minutes or less or whatever. Uh-huh. And they do it with every movie. It's like, why did he do that? Like half of them are just like, half of them are just like, yeah, who puts their soda in the fridge? Like it's, it's just dumb nitpicky stuff. Yeah. The other part that I don't Who get... Who puts their soda in the fridge? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's nitpicky. The only one of those I liked was the one up on like Star Wars Episode One. Yeah. That yeah. was like 30 No, but that one was or... good, because that was a full-on... That was almost like an academic Art. study. Yeah. I mean, that was like, what, two hours of yeah, breaking down the movie? It was. actually. I think it was longer than the actual movie. <laughs> like, that is... That's a well-thought-out thing. Yeah. Saying everything wrong, everything nitpicky about this movie in less than eight minutes is this it's uh it's dumb and it it makes it just makes you seem cynical and yeah it's because we have it too good yeah and like you can it's like you want more and more you you want the extra large thing of popcorn you want to be able to go and watch the movie you want and you can get that and you can get having a brand new fiat Right and and you know life is comfortable. You live in peacetime, and the only thing that makes us to start the advice that you you spurred last time <laughs> is just. And I think what people should leave with on this personal arrogance, if you leave with one thing, it's don't be intellectually lazy. Yeah, yeah, it's intellectual laziness. It's easier lines that come together from the people who shoot it to costume design and you know all that. All it's of an it comes thing. together. It's a yeah. miracle. And it takes hundreds of millions of dollars. And yeah. And um, it has to be executed perfectly, and people build their entire careers around making it. And you're just gonna sit there and be like, "Oh, I don't, I don't like the way that was done." Well, one of the things that I'm people... too good for this movie. Yeah, it's what... Like, does that make you feel good about yourself? Exactly. Like, one of the things that I don't understand is when people think that they have to fully understand every character's decisions in order to think that those decisions are sound. <laughs> Plus, want well, to talk about an unrealistic scenario? Yeah, where humans think through their actions you know every time before they do any people don't make uh rash and weird decisions on a day-to-day basis (sighs) yeah it was uh so anyway my experience with this was a little uh annoying but i think it does go back and we talked about it in politics we talk about it in i think it being in in being a member of this nerd culture world right it's so pervasive and uh, we we I, we talked about it back when we were talking about the DS. It's like, man, the internet just kind of makes you feel shitty after you are on it for a while. Yeah, yeah. it's just about who could tear the, who could tear this down the best. Yeah, who's got the best Kim Kardashian zinger? Yeah, zing zing. Ah, I zinged her good, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we all congratulate each other. <laughs> you, yeah, up you, votes. You got you got her. You really got her. You really got her. Good Put, job. Good job. Some Reddit High, gold. Five. High fives all around. <laughs> it's a weird way to spend your time, and it's like. 
I'm I'm trying to check myself because I've been spending a lot of time on Reddit. Like whenever I'm on the bus, I'm cruising Reddit. Like yeah. all this stuff. It's just like it helps not to have. A <sighs> <laughs> I doubt you could get away with it because you are a professional and you're expected to have a professional lifestyle and professional tools. Uh huh. But I got that clamshell phone, man. Uh-huh. There's no browsing Reddit for me. <laughs> yeah, man, that's clutch. <laughs> like I can't. I can check my text messages, mm-hmm. and I can use the calculator. Yep, <laughs> and that's that's about it. But yeah. it keeps me out of the negative feedback cycle of going yeah. online. Yeah, I think it's just like I said, like being intellectually lazy. It's a very big thing here. Like even like I say that Transformers Two sucks, and I've never seen Transformers Two. I've just decided that I am in the Transformers 2 Sucks Club, uh, and that is a prime example of intellectual laziness. We also, yeah, and another thing, too, is people need to recalibrate and be able to view, and I'm not always great at this, view for what it, what they were attempting. Yeah. It's a fucking sequel to a movie about toys. <laughs> children's toys. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe it should be judged against that yeah. instead of being judged against, you know, the perfect movie like Point Blank or whatever you said it <laughs> yeah, was. Point Break. <laughs> Point Break is for the perfect movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it It's a bummer, too, because it makes you feel bad about yourself because you're like, well, I really liked it. I guess I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck me, I guess. Mm, my bad. <laughs> my bad for yeah. liking it. Yeah. So... Yeah, I guess that there's two fronts there. First of all, don't be intellectually lazy. Make your own decision. And then when you decision is made, stand by your decision. If you like us, like, I've been listening to the shit of the Taylor Swift album lately. Yeah. At work. I listen, it's like the perfect background music because it's all like peppy, <laughs> poppy uh, riffs. And it's like, I could just do my work and have that on the background. And you know what? I fucking like it. And if I like it, fuck off. Right. That's my. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And you, it can be applied to so many facets. Yeah. Like, same with beer, like yeah, totally. If someone wants to make you know drink a a Bud Light at the game, whatever, yeah, that's their prerogative. And Bud Light, you don't have to advertise <laughs> ABV; it actually sobers you up by drinking it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like you, you can't sit there and say that you know Bud Light is a badly made beer. Yeah, and no, totally. And so, so then the option is, well, I don't like it. Right. Why don't you like it? Well, I don't like the recipe. Okay, then okay. don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. fine. And, but don't tear... You yeah. don't have to like it. You don't have to buy it. But you also... You shouldn't tear down the guy who chooses to buy it and is minding his own business about it. Yeah, there's a weird thing that happens in the nerd world in that... Like, you go to PAX, people let their PAX flag fly. Like, <laughs> they're like, I like yeah. this rare uh, Japanese cartoon. Right. And I'm going to dress up like this. And everybody's like, okay. Right. But at the same time, like, if you uh, like Transformers, then fuck off. <laughs> like, I just, it's a weird thing. Like, just, that's what I'm saying. Be intellect- don't be intellectually lazy. Be an informed person. Inform right. yourself. Make an opinion. And then be proud of yourself right. for that opinion. And don't force your opinion on someone else. Yeah. People take, I, I guess. People it's- take offense to people not having the same opinion. Right, as yeah. You can disagree. And there, it's called taste. Like, right. different people have different tastes. You can taste the flavor. <laughs> I can really taste the flavor in that <laughs> Hot Pocket. Why do I know? Maybe those Hot Pockets are delicious and I'm just making fun of the commercial. Exactly. And if you don't like something, figure out why you don't like it. 
Right. I mean, that'll help you too. Mm-hmm. It'll help you to make informed decisions if you re- if you f- honestly figure out why you don't like something. Yeah. I'm not trying to say that everybody who didn't like uh, Interstellar is d- is dumb and wrong. I'm just saying, um, like, don't just say, oh, it's an imperfect fit. It's ultimately a flawed movie. Right. And then leave it at that. Right. Because that's lazy. It makes you sound like you're an 18th century oyster baron. <laughs> and nobody wants to be around that. Oh, the oyster barons. The oyster your... barons. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's it. You, you like, talked about... Either last two weeks ago, and then we talked about it again last week or this week. I think it is the number one thing that we like to leave behind is don't be intellectually lazy. Right. And try and apply that mentality to everything. Stop and think about why you think something. Right. Like, when you have that impulse in your brain, you want to rattle off, oh, Transformers sucks. Stop and think about why you're thinking that. Yeah. You got to think about thinking. And it'll help you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that with football too, and I feel like the Seahawks winning the Super Bowl has really helped me out in that regard. Yeah, the the itch has been scratched. Yeah, and and also it's like they're probably not going to repeat. It's just so hard to repeat at the NFL. It's extremely unlikely. It's extremely <laughs> unlikely. The, in fact, the last four, I think, four teams that won the Super Bowl didn't even win a playoff game the following season. No, it's, it's since like 2005. Yeah, there there hasn't been a. A Super Bowl winner won a playoff game since like 2005 or something. Yeah, so like the Seahawks just lost to the Chiefs, and there are a couple bad calls in there. And last season, those bad calls would have me reeling for days. Right. And you know it ha- it happens. It's a tough game. They fought hard. They fought hard. Both teams played hard. Lost by four points. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, and oh, also. Uh, something i'm trying to have more control it's it's a it's sort of the ultimate uh line of thinking that the stoics had and Uh stoicism has kind of a weird misrepresentation in the way we like that guy's stoic we sort of feel it sort of means like he has no feeling right but what stoicism comes down to is you you don't have control over the world. Someone's going to say something shitty about a movie you liked. Uh-huh. Your sports team's going to lose the game. Right. Uh, the beer you ordered is going to be watered down. Mm-hmm. You can't control that, right. and it's going to happen. The only thing you can control is your reaction to it. Right. So when the Seahawks lose the game, you have the choice. You can be bummed out all week, uh-huh. or you can brush it off and say, well, it's football. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. <laughs> or, oh, well, that's just some guy on the internet making noise. Right. I'm not going to let it get to me. That's the other thing is, like, the guys on the internet making noise, that's all they are. They have zero power. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And the Seahawks, the, if the Seahawks lose out the rest of the season, it doesn't actually affect my life <laughs> in any way at all. Right. So... You do have the choice in how you react to situations and why you live your life being emotionally reactive. Mm-hmm. And you also get to choose to be emotionally reactive in a good way. Right. Like, you get to be like, hey, at least I went eight and eight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. that gives you a lot of power. It's nice. It's, it is nice. I, I've, I've been trying to, to gravitate uh, philosophically in that direction just mm-hmm. and. I got enough stuff to actually worry about. <laughs> right, man. Life is suffering. Chill out. Life is suffering. Chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. The first universal truth, life is suffering. The second, chill, chill the, the fuck, fuck out. out. <laughs> I love it. I also love the thing of like, well, you know, if they would have done this, the movie would have been good. Oh, really? 
Maybe you should be a screenwriter, then, yeah. man. Or instead of like just sitting back, it's like if you have that kind of, if you really believe in yourself that much that you could fix movies that way, <laughs> p- prove it. Be a punch-up guy in Hollywood. Yeah. Or yeah. Or being like, well, if the ref had thrown that flag, it would have been a touchdown. He would have won the game by three points. Right. Well, okay. Maybe be a ref. Go be a ref, man. <laughs> be, be, the, a ref. be the change you want to see in the world. Or it's, it's chill the fuck out. And you're voluntarily engaging in this organization. Yeah. It's different when it's like, you know, people are uh, placed on death row who didn't actually commit the crime. Exactly. It's like, oh, uh, being offended by that, well, why don't you go be a judge? Or uh, why right. don't you go be a defense lawyer? Well, that actually... Like, that's about like our society that, that we a, live in. I don't I don't voluntarily yeah. participate in the criminal justice system. Exactly. I do voluntarily participate in NFL viewership. Exactly. So I'm just going to be like there was no flag. There was no flag. Yeah. Let it be. The, there are bigger fish to fry. I have yeah, I I have no uh I have no power over it. Mm-hmm. The only power I have is the power to not make myself bummed out by it. So Man, it's too bad we're ending the podcast because I would love to make a t-shirt that says the three universal truths to personal arrogance. Number one, don't be intellectually lazy. Uh Number two, life is suffering. And number three, chill Chill the the fuck fuck out. out. (laughs) It's still an option. I love it. All right, guys. Well, that's our topics for this week. Uh, Tell you about baldmove.com. You know about it. Go to baldmove. Chill out. (laughs) Chill out. Chill the fuck out. Baldmove.com. All right. It's time for our Facebook roundup, our very last Facebook roundup. We posted on Facebook and you blew it up. You blew yeah, it up, guys. One. So let's get to it. James Patterson says, one, let's talk about your favorite Phil Collins song. That one. Actually, is that the one that's... Uh... I can't feel it. No, I like the, the take a look at me now. Oh, yeah. I, actually, I don't really... I'm not very well versed in Phil Collins' uh, discography. I feel, like, I feel like all of his songs have the... Uh, any details you have about the new Bald Move Geek Culture Podcast? Coming in 2015. Uh, number three, the Rosetta Program. Do we know that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, News to me. <laughs> <laughs> number three, the Rosetta Program landing on a comet. That's really cool. It's really awesome. Yeah. It's uh, seems like it's much harder to do that than it is to land on the moon, because the moon is a lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of, you know. <laughs> well said. This would be like a person standing at one end of the football field, throwing a football, and another person standing at the other end of the field, holding a golf ball, throwing the golf ball, and then hitting the football. That would be cool, though. While they're both in those gyro things. The thing is, <laughs> and what's great is humans can't do that with our bodies, but we could right. figure, we could build robots that could do that. Yeah. That's actually the coolest thing about humans. We figured <laughs> totally. out, like, all right, our bodies can't do this. It started with weapons, I guess. Like, yeah. I can't kill that guy, but this stick can. <laughs> Only my arm was a rock. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, no, it's really cool. It's awesome. Uh, for the food Jesse will be Swords. serving at his brew pub. I don't think you have so, Yeah, huh? so it's not a brew pub. Yeah, it's our, a tasting room. Our long-time plan, um, though, would be keep the tasting room, move the brewing, move like upgrade to like a 10-barrel system, 15-barrel off-site, do the production brewing off-site, but have the tasting room open with a small kitchen. There you go. He wants Guy Fieri to come by your face and say, shut the front door to your gourmet stuff and craft brews. Well... Yeah. Is that a grilled cheese lobster bisque 
like potato corn dog? How'd you know? <laughs> One of my favorite uh like greasy spoon breakfast places in Seattle had the big cutout of Guy Fieri because he came in for diner driving and dives. Nice. Yeah. I feel like Guy Fieri's uh, toilet at his house just must be like an airplane toilet. It's like just vacuum. <laughs> Like it's just a vacuum. That's why he actually God. does diners drives into dives because he can only take shits in airplane how, bathrooms. How about that for uh how about that for a, a toilet like uh what do you call a book that you keep in the bathroom? A bathroom reader? Bathroom reader. The dumps of the food network stars. Just <laughs> pictures of their dirt. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Uh, anyway. Can't unsee that. Uh, can't unthink that. Can't unthink that. I just that. made you think about Anthony Bourdain's Duke. All right, we're going to stop there. Uh, five can't end. Rachel Ray's are just like little rabbit turds. Can't end the cast without sperm whale news. Sperm whale still defending the deep. This just in. <laughs> Number six, Faith No More, the greatest band ever, are releasing their first single in 17 years. Discuss. Uh, Faith No More, greatest band ever. I t- I'm not They're releasing with them. their f- uh, first single in 17 years. Oh. That's our discussion about Released, that. Released uh, by, by an all sperm whale record agency. Absolutely. A revolutionary. Um, mm-hmm. Save the whales. Sperm records. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Storms on Uranus. What? Yep. Uh, Actually, what is a good question? <laughs> number eight. They filmed a new season of House of Cards down the street from my house. There's a picture of it. That's cool. Number nine, I like the idea of casting the entire PA community to a superhero movie. Everyone would think Dennis or Sam would be the main villain because of their suave European accents, but everyone would find out that in the end, Rolo was pulling the strings all Oh, uh, yeah. Rolo would be a puppet master. It's gotta be Rolo. Dennis um, has a good villain voice. So. Yeah, and also, well, he's also in the new James Bond movie. Oh, yeah. Christoph yeah. Waltz will be the new mm-hmm. uh, villain. So, Dennis congratulations. In Congratulations, Dennis slash Christoph, for being in the new James Bond movie. Uh, David says, I'm really going to miss you, too. Thank you for becoming the best friend, my best friends. Wow. Uh, and keeping me company once a week at work. Going to miss you both. Miss you, too, buddy. Priscilla says, left my message. Sending love. Oh, Priscilla. <laughs> Get it. Uh, JR says, uh, um, have you set a date for the reunion show yet? <laughs> <laughs> 2019 Rolla Tomasi says what are your three favorite PA memories mine is, are no specific we actually already did this but uh, Rolos are Super Nintendo Land theme park because it should exist yes it should uh, the time Jesse got really excited about swords and ended up yelling and ended the episode yelling swords I don't remember that I don't remember that either <laughs> That's been a fun one uh, <laughs> and he says baking bad sticks out as being pretty fun keep it real homies you keep it real, Rolo. Anthony says, what are your predictions for the remainder of the Seahawks season? Well, lots of Kansas City. Yep. Uh, they have two games against the Cardinals, two games against the 49ers, one game against the Rams. Yeah, I think they we split split the Niners, split the cards, beat the Rams. So we got two. We're yep. at six so that'd be four nine, now. That'd be nine wins. Yeah, nine. And then there, we have one more game in there. Beat the Eagles, I think. Yeah, the Eagles. Yep, the oh. Eagles are the last one. <sighs> Ten wins would be nice. Ten wins would be kind of what you need. Uh, Josh says, um, you remember that time you get to visit a podcast? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> he has the Chris Farley and Paul McCartney thing from SNL, which was awesome. Aaron says, Godspeed, oh, come visit us in Texas. We, we'll, we'll do. Uh, Jerry says, going to miss you guys dearly. One last request for me. 
play the science news jingle one last time. Even if you don't have any science news, I fucking love that shit. And at a minimum, I bought my head along to it. If I'm alone, I dance around to it, which makes me think you guys should release an extended club mix just full of Giorgio uh, Sukalos. I bet that's a good dude's name. Drops. Stay arrogant always. Uh, so, Jerry, I'm going to play that right now. If today we're able to create a two-headed dog with six legs, is it possible that a similar creature existed thousands of years ago? And I say yes. Great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is all in. What will the topics be? Will Jesse yell swords at any point? Apparently this really stuck on people. Swords. Swords. Uh, will there be a prost... Out- oh, a post-outro stinger for the Nerdcast featuring Howard the Duck. You know it. Uh, stay tuned. Michael McBride says, the last roundup, anything like The Last Samurai, badly cast and overhyped? We shall see. Glad to be part of this as much as I could stay arrogant, everyone. You actually were talking about your Civ game that ended exactly <laughs> like The Last Samurai. Yeah, yeah, I got into a Civ game this morning. Russell Nisha woke me up at 5.30. Woke Eric up, too. He left the mm-hmm. house. Yep. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I played Civilization the rest of the morning, and uh, Japan surprise attacked me, surprise, surprise, appropriately. He attacked <laughs> me with, like, a billion samurai, but I had just gotten Gatling guns. I killed all of the samurai with Gatling guns. Which, spoiler alert, is the actual plot <laughs> of the, <laughs> the last samurai. It was very appropriate. Yeah. Uh, D says, well, I don't much like either beer or board games, and I couldn't play a video game if I had a gun to my head. Uh, duck hunt should, gun. Duck hunt. Yep, duck hunt gun. Um, but I've really enjoyed listening to The problem to your... is it doesn't go to your head. You're, you're supposed to point it at the screen. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> supposed to try to shoot the dog. Uh, but I've really enjoyed listening to your randomness over the last few years. Good luck to both of you, and I'll be listening for future Geekcast next year. Thanks, D. We appreciate you a lot. Allison says, what board games make good Christmas gifts? What do you get for the gamer who has everything? I think uh, the one that game that is really big this year that everybody wants is uh, Dead of Winter. That's like the big game this year. Mm. If you want like a lower price point, I, I think the game that's going to please any board gamer that no one has is Hive. Yeah, Hive for sure. It's, it's not very expensive. It's cool. It's, it's a great game. You can play it super fast. Like You don't have to open it up and read a rule book. Yeah. You know, you you could play it like 15 minutes after you open it up and uh Also Christmas morning love letter would be nice. That's the one you could play with the fam really quick. I still haven't played that. It's a good one. Um if you're looking for something a little heavier but a little uh, lighter than Dead of Winter, I would recommend Quantum. I do like that game a lot. Mm-hmm. Or Star Realms. Uh, yeah, Star Realms is good for two players. Uh Joe says just bought Citadels any t- tips so I can crush people. Magician. The Magician. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the thing is that the magician and the bishop are always the last two, but yeah. the bishop does have a great ability in that you can't get, build, destroy the buildings. I almost never. The architect and the merchant are the ones everybody always picks. Ar- architect, I love killing the architect turn one. I almost never pass up the assassin. Yeah, I, I just I for whatever reason. I feel like I can usually hit the person I want, uh-huh. and if I don't take it, I'm going to get killed. Uh-huh. Anytime I pass up the <laughs> assassin, I end up getting killed, so take the assassin. Take the assassin. I like taking the bishop. That's my play. Plus, you can load up on the blue buildings to get extra gold that way. Bishop is a really good one. I, l- I like the bishop a lot. Another one, a-, a tip that might not be super intuitive, is 
if you have all the pieces, uh, you're going to win the next turn. Yeah. Don't make yourself assassin bait by taking the thief. Because uh-huh. the thief goes before the assassin. Uh-huh. The thief can never be assassinated. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, Dennis Kleinbeck says, any opinion on the Ridley Scott-produced Halo series? Sounds cool. What? I, I don't know. Apparently, it's cool. I, that sounds cool to me. Uh, which German comic villain is your favorite? Baron Zemo, Croninen, Red Skull? I'm going to have to go with Red Skull. He's the only one I know of those I'm, three. Uh, yeah. What was the one who was in the computer? He was in Captain America. That guy was cool. I like the guy from uh, uh, Die Hard, but I think he might actually have been Austrian. Uh-oh. The the nation you were looking for was Austria. <laughs> and my final question for the Facebook Roundup, Coke or Pepsi? It's a tough one. <laughs> Coke, 100%. I don't know though. I, I kind of lean Pepsi. I never if drink it's around. Pepsi. I kind of like it when it's around. I like Pepsi Fountain Pepsi. Mm, I, I, I'm a Coke man. You mean Taco Bell? They only have Pepsi. Yeah, but they have Mountain Dew, Baja Blast. Well, duh. Uh, Daryl says thanks. Just thanks, you guys. Thank you, Daryl. Jay says just left the voicemail. Squeezing in the show. It's awesome. I did that. James says all right. Filibuster time. If we keep posting, they won't be able to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher says, thanks for all the laughs. Uh, I think he's talking to James there. Sammy says, thank you for keeping me entertained. At work the last few years, you guys are hilarious, and I really miss listening. Good luck on your next adventures. Thank you, Sammy. Sean says, Eric, are you coming to PAX South in San Antonio? No, I'm not, but I hope to make it eventually. I think I really want to go to Texas, man. I got like I want to go. I want to go. I'll either go to Austin or San Antonio. So. There was a there was a brewery selling a three and a half barrel stout system, uh-huh. complete, unused for thirteen thousand, just outside of Houston or something. And I was seriously considering like maybe I just fly down and rent a U-Haul and, yeah, and drive it back. drive it back. It's a good deal. You so that would have been my Texas experience. That'd be fun. Uh, Mark says, please do the thing where you act like a senator and read a magic card. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I used to die laughing at that. I'll try not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> also, give your opinion on the show. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Loved it. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Uh, adults, if you haven't yet, yes, please, too everybody. Cooks. Everybody needs to watch Too, too Many, many cooks. cooks. NSFW. NSF Small Children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, so I'm actually going to bring up a magic card here. Can't tell if it's a rare. Or I think it looks like an uncommon. It looks like an uncommon. If we. Uh, we of the Sanctum Arcanum have pondered every word on every page of the filigree text. If you can't say the same, don't bother speaking. I'm a 2-3. And if you, uh, speaker, have not read every word on every page of the Constitution, if you can't say the same, don't bother speaking. We can all learn something from these Vendican wizards. That's all I'm saying. Pretty good God. Pretty good God. I have here in my hand the Ethereum Astroblade. Astrolabe, sorry. <laughs> Two colorless mana. One blue mana. And just like the Senator from Illinois, it may appear independent and colorless, but it too leans blue. <laughs> it is an artifact with flash. Sacrifice an artifact and draw a card. Speculation is foolish. 
when the tools of certainty are available. Cinna Velda King console. I think that speaks for itself. I yield the floor. And now we'll hear from you, cancel. <laughs> cancel. It's a hard word to say with an accent. Cancel. Pretty good card. <laughs> Pretty good Speculation cut. is foolish when the tools of certainty are available. Pretty good card. Yeah. How about don't, uh, intellectual uh, laziness? Yeah, exactly. All right, there you go, Mark. Uh, Rolo says, Eric versus Jesse, who wins in an old four? No holds barred fart to the death. We've answered this before. Eric wins. I win. I get the I get the weight class uh, advantage. Christy Johnson says, love you guys. Thanks, Christy. Kevin says, if you walked into a public restroom and saw a plaster container of cupcakes, a plastic container of cupcakes in there, would you eat them? A plastic container of cupcakes? Cupcakes in a public restroom. This is a common question on the Harmontown podcast that they ask people. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh... No, no. I wouldn't eat them either. People are like, <laughs> people think that this is the reasoning for the people who eat them. They say that it's just as dirty inside the bathroom as it is outside the bathroom. Here's my reason. To which I say, no. <laughs> I don't eat every cupcake that I see. Right. If I will, that's true. I don't just eat cupcakes because they are there. That's true. So no, I probably wouldn't eat that cupcake. Especially the like Safeway cupcakes that are mostly oil. It's basically just all oil. Yeah, and sugar. Yeah, like really sugar frosting that hurts your teeth as soon as you like bite into it. Oh, plus fecal coliforms. No, thank you. Count. Uh, going off of Harmontown, I like the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, which he's a common guest on there. Do you like the Duncan Trussell yeah. Family Hour? I find I like Duncan Trussell. Yeah, but I feel like when Duncan Trussell goes full Duncan Trussell, mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a hard time. Yeah, I mean it's not my favorite podcast in the world, but it definitely passes the bus ride. I like when uh, Duncan Trussell's on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, that's a good comment. They're all they're BFFs. I drink a, a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you ear drink. I drink it a lot of the Joe Rogan podcast lately. Yeah, I know he's definitely not for everyone, but I am sold, man. Plus, like, if I have a long day at work, I could download like three Joe Rogans. Yeah, I'm like I'm good. This will, <laughs> this is like ten hours. We're like, this episode's going to be like the length of a Joe Rogan podcast. That's very insane. About. Uh, Dennis says, Rolo, friendship would win. Nothing is stronger than friendship. That's true. And our fight to the death. Mm, except Eric's guns. Except I will kill you. Uh, R- Rolo Tomasi says, swords would win. Swords. Followed by remorse. That said, we Germans are peaceful people. Mark says, if you don't consider that whole World War II thing, shots fired. Ooh. Uh, Levi says, oh man, missed the last roundup. Hope you had time. Hope you had the time of your lives. You didn't miss it, Levi. Farewell, PA. We co- we commit your mortal remains to the bosom of the Pacific Ocean. Good night, sweet prince. And Rollo ends it with two personal arrogance, personal arrogance who loved bowling. <laughs> that's a Big Lebowski reference. Oh, I get, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. You got it. And that's the show, man. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final recommendations? No, I think I think I've come, I've said everything I need to say at this point. We've done we've said everything. I do have one recommendation that I've been watching a lot. Mm-hmm. This will help fill a little bit of the time. It's a web series. It's called High Maintenance. It's about a weed dealer in New York and all of the snapshots of the people that he delivers to. It's a free web series. It's on Vimeo hmm. and it's really good. It's high quality. And Hannibal Burris is on one of the episodes. High quality. Who's a guy that I like. <laughs> That's the show, man. Congrats! That's the that's the podcast handshake. We did it. We did it. Four and a half years, and uh, could have done it without you, the listener. Uh, so until next time, guys, remember that wherever you go and whatever you do, please 
Stay, Stay arrogant. arrogant. Go see Hawks. Swords. <laughs>